0: Mortal Realms, an Age of Sigmar story phase. Grab your hammer so we can clear a path through the chaos and forge our own narratives in the Age of Sigmar. Your allies through the Realm Gate this episode are.
1: I'm Davey, and sometimes I can't tell if I've been doing this podcast for three and a half years or if I've just been chained in another realm, unable <laughs> to escape. <laughs> Probably both.
2: Hi, I'm Paul, and
3: uh, I feel like an 80s rock band because I am INXS. <laughs> Uh, I'm Aaron, and uh, I'm taking Secret Secrets are no fun. Secret Secrets hurt someone way too literally.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when you're a squire, you better heed a knight. In this episode, we cover the lore of the Heed Knights, a Slaanesh battle tome. Get ready to hear a whole lot of narcissism, overindulgence, depravity, lewdness, and then if we have time after all that,
2: naughtiness.
0: Naughty, and we'll talk about Slaanesh. And then we'll (laughs) play Warhammer. Uh, That one's for Jacob Berry. How are you doing tonight just to management? Really? <laughs> what really was that? Good. What's oh. your
3: name, by the way?
0: Oh, did I not say it? No, no you didn't say your name. Say, quick. Everybody say be quiet. Name, this
3: say my This is Eric. And I'll splice it in. No, I won't. Oh, you should have done Jimbo. i disappointed. Did you, get, did,
0: did you get my pun?
3: Uh yes. Honestly, I was so taken aback by not hearing your name. I wasn't even listening.
0: <laughs> oh, you were, okay. <laughs>
3: Shocked in the silence.
0: So how are you doing tonight? Uh, anybody got any updates? Anything cool going on? Mm-hmm. Anything new? No. Uh, speaking of Jacob Berry... Yep. I
2: went to the Brew City Brawl this okay. last weekend, uh, brought a new Moon Clan army. That was kind of weird. Uh, had a lot of fun. I won my first tournament game in two years, so that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: How far you have fallen? Wow. Uh,
2: uh, it was actually the Moon Clan gave me a lot more tools than any of the other armies that i played lately.
1: I'm going to ask you what I asked my kids. Did yeah. you have fun?
2: Oh, of course I did. Did I you try really it. hard? Yes, I did. Well there you go. <laughs> all and now I'll ask you what no, else. Like uh was it scary? <laughs> a little bit. It was stressful. It was good. Uh but yeah, so played five games uh with the moon clan. They were fun. Got to hang out with a bunch of bros. That was awesome. Who
3: won your best opponent boat? Tell us right here, uh, right now. Uh,
2: David Griffin. Oh dear. He grudged Griffin. me turn one. Uh that was amazing because he also helped me make the army that I brought to the event. So it was like Kismet or, I don't know, one of those words that means Sounds cool like things.
3: collusion to me. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh man. How about, I, how about yourself, Eric? Oh, I was uh, just going to ask you. Split it right in
0: there. Um, let's see. I have been painting whatever the heck I want. Nice. Which has included also some gloom spite. Um, just painted up the uh, loon boss on cave squig, which is actually my dune boss on squigonid. Uh, which has been nice on, on Twitter. So added added some nid bits and some fun. But it's a fantastic, fun model to put together. Um, and then been buzzing about the new terrain stuff. So I, I am probably collecting more terrain than I've had from the, you know, Dean's Workshop. Is that stuff. a challenge? Not Is don't, that sorry. don't start s words. I'm challenging it versus myself in my past. Not again, I will not. I will not uh, compare collections with you, Aaron. I promise. I will bury you. I probably have more models than you do. And that
2: not more terrain. That's well, probably more terrain, but scratch built. That's actually that's how, an unfair. And that's comparison. also how you're going to die. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Buried
4: under mounds
0: of gray plastic. I,
3: honestly, I would die with a smile on my face. <laughs>
0: Now, back at you. What have you uh, been up nothing, to? Nothing.
3: Not at all. I'm just filing stuff. I'm almost done with putting together the corn part of um, the starter set and the Wrath and Rapture set. So once that is done, I don't ever want to look at corn stuff again. Mm. So I'll throw it on a shelf and never touch it. What about maybe painting it with contrast paints? You know, I thought about that. I might. Um, and that would be a good candidate, I think, with like mm-hmm. all the reds and stuff. So that is definitely a thought that has crossed my mind. Um, Didn't you buy Loon Curse, too? Or oh, am I mistaken? <laughs> Let, 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 let Didn't me count. you buy Fill okay. in buy the Blank? Yeah, say, that's a ridiculous yes. question. I'm insulted <laughs> that you had asked. No, I did buy Loon so that'd be cool from maybe the. Honestly, you could do contrast for all of them, but the way it seems like they're working out. So uh, I am excited to get my hands on that stuff because I'm excited to get my hands on literally everything they release. <laughs> <laughs> nice. That was for Davey. Uh, Dave, you working on anything cool?
1: Um, I've been going turbo mode with the uh, Underworlds, doing you a might. lot of stuff that made it to an event um, down in rockford play some folks that we met uh at wapaka matt mccormick um that was fun had a good time with that been doing a little bit of painting there um i uh, am unlikely to meet my rough goal of uh getting all 14 now 16 war bands uh, uh painted by the end of the year but i'm just having fun chipping away it's just picking something it's else
3: may too. you have all the time in the world
1: yeah you always have all the time in the world <laughs> <laughs>
2: You have shame. more time when you don't paint. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I restrained myself. Let it be known. There mm. was a James Bond theme there. I mean, come on.
1: I don't feel like this is very restrained, Paul. <laughs>
4: uh, you don't <laughs> know The
3: meaning of the word. Awesome. It sounds like everybody's doing really cool stuff, except yeah. for me. Uh, eh. But you know what else is cool? You know what else has got me excited? What? What? Uh, this Head Knights of Slaanesh battle tome. Mm-hmm. You're getting a little obsessed? Uh, yeah, I'm getting oh i can't think of another word prideful titillated Ooh, that's, that's Ooh. you can't say that on the radio that's One of sensor seven word lightning bolt lightning bolt um you guys want to talk about it
0: mm-hmm. it's really cool mm-hmm. that's uh, why you, yep
3: that's why that's, that's why i really let into good. it uh someone hit me with some of that story phase bumper goodness
1: in the story phase we delve into the stories characters creatures and environments of the nine realms
3: perfect that's all i wanted um all right so this is the first time Slanesh has had a battle tome in Age of Sigmar, which normally isn't all that impressive. But lately, we're getting a lot of like repeat battle tomes, so mm-hmm. it's nice to get a fresh, fresh army. Um,
0: yeah, I wasn't so expecting it uh, at this point in time, um, but I think it, I think it is refreshing to kind of let you know the Slanesh stuff have a place and be stronger.
4: Yeah, uh,
1: the flip of that is if you asked me, when Age of Sigmar came out and the mystery of where Slanesh was was out there. I would have assumed that we'd know, you know, that we'd have more information about it uh, earlier than three and a half years into Age of Sigmar. Yeah, so uh, while I agree, it felt surprising that it dropped right now, um, maybe. But uh, I think I think it took longer to come out than it did. And I think we'll get into it more. Uh, there's still more to come. I got to imagine. I hope. Yeah, I would with hope the so. Because
0: yeah. it, it didn't. Yeah. Advance a whole lot.
3: How long ago do you think was when we started actually like poking and prodding at the concept of slanesh? Was that like probably the daughters of Cain book? I think Ming
0: Lee might know.
4: Yeah, really. (laughs) Drug oh. boss, you got it. You can you can edit if you want. I know. I got uh, no guilt. Um, I don't understand.
1: Oh, there's a there's a famous lost episode, famous mm-hmm. uh, among us, where I interviewed Ming about Slaanesh oh, okay. uh, that was right uh, right before we took like a five month hiatus. Yeah, uh, for the, the cast. I, I so. wonder
3: if those were related. Yeah, yeah they oh, are. Yeah.
1: Thanks, Ming. Um, <laughs> sorry, Ming.
2: Uh, hey, it's my fault too. I was on there. Let's do some uh, r- joint responsibility
3: here. Yeah, I, didn't, I, didn't I feel other. like
1: there's way too much remorse for a for a hidden uh, knight's
3: uh, <laughs> so. just revel in it. Um, but yeah. yeah, we harken back to like the daughters of Cain book. I think was a, uh, one of the first references beyond just the initial hasten. Nash is gone yep. and he's yep. chained up. Yeah, then um, the Deepkin, I think touched on it quite a bit. Oh, for in sure. The, yeah. in
0: the Soul Wars uh, or not, Soul Wars um, did Malign Portents poke at it a little bit with mm-hmm. like hints at uh, the gloom, the gloaming and kind of. Uh, Nagash gash, turning his head towards that, or was that all in the daughter's? You of know, you could,
3: you could maybe make that connection uh, in some capacity, especially with Shadesbar also being in that space. Yeah, um, but I would
2: ar- argue actually the most progression happened in the General's Handbook last year when we have these three divisions of the Slanesh worshippers.
3: Oh, true. Yeah.
2: Right. So we started to actually have some sure. other thing than Slanesh is missing. So now we have these three versions of Slaanesh armies, which we're going to be talking <laughs> about in this battle film.
3: So I guess all this to say that we have slowly been ramping up to this, and I think a lot of people have been and look, looking forward to yeah. it, especially because like the, not, tr- whatever. what's the four version of Trifecta? The quartet of the chaos is Quadfecta? Sort of quadfecta? Has been out of balance without Slaanesh sort of having its... What do you
0: mean a quartet, a quartet a of quin- trios?
3: Oh, yeah. What about a quintfecta? With the oh, horn rat. Uh, I don't like this anymore. <laughs> um, so it, it's nice to finally have that set complete because, oh my God, you guys know how much I love completing sets. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, so uh, how exciting is this? All right. So for those folks who don't know, maybe folks who are new to Age of Sigmar and mm. don't have that past experience, can someone describe to me uh, what this army is? Who are they? What do they do?
1: Well, uh Depends on whether you're referring just to this book, because this this book is takes just a, a cross section of some of the followers of Slaanesh. Yeah, true. There's there's a lot that you might uh, go to other books for, uh, but
3: paint me, uh, paint me with a broad brush.
1: Sure. Okay. Mortal uh and uh, mortal followers of the chaos god of obsessions and excess, Slaanesh. Sure. Um, and then the manifestations of that god being his, uh, his or her, its demons.
3: Uh, it's interesting. To, he, they throw around the he a lot in this book. Do they switch back and forth?
1: Not so much. I, I feel like uh, maybe in editions past, they they uh, played that up a little bit more hmm. um, of it of uh, Slanesh being genderless or, or gender fluid or whatever.
3: Sure. And they make a point to call out the fact that he's. I mean, I'm I'm going to say he just because that's what they do. Um, he 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 changes his appearance a lot quite. So maybe he does slip into that. Yeah. You know, well, like, he and never
2: appears the, twice in the same form. So I think they might have. Put that in to be the gender fluid, genderless, like mm-hmm. uh, kind of existence.
3: Gotcha. No, that that makes sense. Um, so, you're, we got these followers of this god who's been missing for a while. Uh, we talk about how he's the god of excess and mm-hmm. uh, other depravity. So, like, can we can we talk about what Slinesh is like? Um, I know that feel like Corn is pretty. Uh, yeah, one-dimensional. Zinch is not one-dimensional, but like he's got his his lane. Zinch has got his lane. Uh, Nurgle's got his lane. What's what's Slanesh's lane? Let's let's expand on that.
0: Yeah, I think what's kind of cool is they've they have expanded it to include any kind of obsession or taking anything too too far, um, any sense, whether it be uh, the the sense of beauty, the sense of perfection, um, you know, in, of 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 looking of what you look like, whether it be sound, whether it be um, touch to the skin. Um, whether it be an indulgence like a plastic, like if you just buy too much of that, or if you just keep, <laughs> if you keep going after it, even if you
3: let me let me bet it back to it. So whenever <laughs> uh, there's just too many puns, like an excessive <laughs> use of puns exactly over yes, and over
0: my again. my pun obsession would be it, yeah. It'd be, <laughs> so maybe we're two sides of the same <laughs> coin, my friend. <laughs> well, and I think what's interesting is, I mean, it definitely pinpoints that everybody has those, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's um, and there's this that insidiousness of. Getting taking somebody's pleasure and twisting it to to the point at which it, it ruins them or things around them and that's the that's Slanesh.
3: Pretty, mm. yeah, pretty messed up. Um uh, kind of jumping ahead, but I like the idea that like any sort of obsession or like strong emotion is Slanesh's wheelhouse. And that even applies to the other emotions that would fit uh the other chaos gods. Um mm-hmm. that like if there's too much rage, yeah, Slanesh can't think of a better way of saying gets off on that um <laughs> or uh you know too much uh i guess too much plotting is a weird way to put that but um any extreme motion too much planning i think yeah, good sure. possibly. Yeah. Um,
0: machination yeah, yeah. That's a good or or the the arrogance side mm-hmm. of that where you feel like you can plan and tweak and control other people to mm-hmm. to a broad extent sure so well, because of
3: that he's, he's sort of unique in that regard and mm-hmm. that like he feeds off of a, a wide um spectrum a prism of different yeah. um emotions Paul, you want to say some
2: well i think the interesting thing is that you could be a you could be obsessed with something and a devotee of another god like this is the first chaos god that you can you can be aligned to a different god and he can be like yeah well now you're mine right like you can have both at the same time and that like that's the part of the insidiousness so like it's not an intentional thing it's an unintentional thing with all the other gods it's like i want to kill things i become really good at killing all right i belong to corn I really am obsessed with disease. I want to disease things. Okay, now I belong to Nurgle. No, don't disease me. I really wanna to, wanna to change. Like I really wanna like shake things up and make sure that people aren't like. But with Slanash, it's just no, no, no. I become too obsessed with something, with anything, yeah. and that's it's almost a far more insidious thing because you're not. You don't even have to be an unrighteous goal. It could be a righteous goal. But you've just delved too far into it. Sure,
3: yeah, and it's probably not uncommon that it starts off as righteous. Um, and I like the fact that Slanesh is actually, pr- like, I would say, more subtle. Maybe equally as subtle as Zinch, because you get the same sort of vibe there. But like, um, he he gets his, you know, his claws in you a little bit, and it sort of spirals out of control. Whereas if you're a de- devotee of corn, like you're, only, you're, most people aren't half-assing like being devoted to corn. Um, whereas <coughs> Slanesh is much more of a a ramp up um, or you know a, mm-hmm. um, an exponential. Uh, increase Yeah, I found far it's more creepy.
2: similarities with Zinch than any of the other gods in the writing of this book mm. the the cults, the secrecy, etc plotting
0: yep. yeah. I think that that's one part where. so to, to what Aaron alluded to and we talked about before and, and what's interesting to me because I haven't read a ton about Slaanesh was that in this one it kind of held Slaanesh above the other three chaos gods in that any path that they take is a path of excess that also feeds Slanesh. So a berserker of corn uh, taking killing to the nth degree also serves Slanesh. Um And so there's this kind of like feeding off of what the other gods do. But I would say there was times where I, yeah, like the excess of, of, of war was very, like tons of that in this book, but that also seemed corn, but just they do it differently. It's the flavor of... Kind of latching onto those other those other aspects. So that's when you you talk about zinch, like yeah, I saw those flavors at times. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that isn't that zinch? Mm-hmm. But then just it, there's just a nuance there that, that slanesh. The way slanesh does it is a little bit different.
2: Yeah, I think the other thing uh, that really kind of just stuck in my head is that corn, if given you know as much power as possible, will eventually kill himself. Right? There's only so much war. But eventually, there'll be all dead. Right? Disease eventually, disease will kill everything. There's only so much you can do. Well, um, and change is just kind of the same way. And slanesh is more insidious because it doesn't necessarily kill, right? It just it takes over, but it doesn't kill the individual. So you could have, and there are mentions in the battle tome of people who live forever
0: in their obsession. Hmm. So those <laughs> we're pausing. We're all quiet because you're making broad statements. But I would say that it does feel like for the majority of Slaanesh, her also, her ends also care less for what the individual cultist or whatever, whether they have long life or not, it it destroys something around it.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: But there's, yeah, a lot of interesting flavor there. Yeah. Uh, the only thing I'd draw
1: back, I think, because uh, Nurgle would think that he's about life, right? Like mm-hmm.
2: That's true. Yeah, like, so, you
1: know, life coming from life, you know, um, so I... I I don't know. I think Nurgle has like a, a chance to be perpetual, but that's a that's a small quibble with the the statements there. But I think uh, to your to your point, I, what we keep on mentioning is if he if Slanesh can subvert the uh, followers of other gods, uh, some of the other Chaos gods are a little bit picking up on that and being like, well, actually, is is this potentially a problem down the line? Like, am I, uh, you know, is is Slanesh maybe actually the most powerful of us, or has the potential to be? And so. There's a little voice in the back of their heads, like, "Hey, maybe little brother is actually uh, a problem for me." Yeah. So they're probably. I mean, I think it even mentions they're like, "Oh, well, he's trapped somewhere." And normally, if someone was more, was powerful enough to like lock up one of your, you know, uh, ultimately powerful four of you, that'd be a big deal.
0: Like, oh, we better go fix that. But these guys are like, "Oh, whew, that one's <laughs> dodge that, one's, that bullet."
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. They, did they not allude to, or I, again, is, they probably spelled it out very specifically, but basically said either at the beginning of the Age of Myth, or was it at the beginning of the Age of Chaos that Slanesh had kind of been everywhere in the mortal realms and kind of mm-hmm. had a foothold until um, he, she was imprisoned. Mm-hmm. And w- what was the timeline on that? Do you guys remember? Age um, of Myth, I think. Age of yeah. Myth yeah. is it's where right the story out, yeah. started. So there, this was like even before the Age of Chaos... Slanesh was a problem. Slanesh knew about things. Because there's in the mythos that we'd gotten when Age of Sigmar launched was Age of Myth was this perfect time. Sigmar and the Pantheon had everything in control. It does mention that that's when Teclas and Tyrion went off to deal with uh, that. But then there was a specific time where Age of Chaos, where the Chaos Gods were like, oh, look at that. Before that, they kind of hadn't totally yeah. seen it. I might be wrong
1: about this. I, I get the impression that, I mean, obviously, there's, there's probably not like in this exact year, we switched exactly from the Age of Myth to Age of Chaos. I think there was probably a trend towards the Age of Myth Mm -hmm. where Chaos is starting to filter in, but they're still not prevalent enough for it to be called the Age of Chaos. So yeah, yeah. And I think...
2: Go
1: ahead. Well, I mean, that was the impression I got. Um, Uh,
2: I think that it was specifically mentioned that Slaanesh, at least from this perspective, was the trigger that started Tyrion and Teclis realizing that, oh, we need to start building up. This war is coming, right? So... The age of myth, I assume, had an ascendancy, had a golden age, and then a fall, right? Mm. As, as most civilizations or timelines would. So, yeah. uh, Slaanesh would figure in relatively high in that fall, at least for the elves.
3: Well, I guess we're sort of talking about. Let's, let's dive into that 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 point in time or that those eras. Um, so maybe we rewind just a smidge to give other folks some context. I think um, it's often talked about quite a bit. Um, the the transition from uh, the old world to uh, the moral realms, or yeah, the, the ages. I'll say the ages of Sigmar as a collection for the game, and not this specific specific age. Um, we won't spend too much time in the old world. However, when it exploded, obviously elves um, lived there, and Slanesh had actually uh, started chowing down on these elf souls. He he always had a particular predilection, is maybe a good word, proclivity, for it. proclivity. Yeah, just because they. For, and I've never really got this impression, but that they experienced emotions more strongly than anyone else did. Which I don't know. I always pictured them as more of a stoic type race, but I guess I didn't spend too much time in the the old world. I, I um, think
1: if you are, uh, if you have immor- effective immortality, you have the uh, the opportunity to obsess over something more than somebody who only mm-hmm. lives for.
4: Okay, sure. So
1: I, I think that's where some of the uh, some of the link is. Putting.
3: But at the same time, don't the sh- like the. Sh- Shortest stars burn brightest, or something like that. Like hey, he would, counterpoint. Would, yeah, rage raging is the dying of the light. La- Anyways, um, but for <laughs> whatever reason, uh, elves and slanesh had this this relationship, and so he uh, relished in the opportunity to use many elf souls, and we're talking I don't know, millions of elf souls at the end, yeah. end of the um, world. It was. Uh, he got real fat from that. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. the real carb heavy, uh, and uh, like after a Thanksgiving dinner, not everyone's gonna get yep. that. American yep. Thanksgiving uh, dinner, uh he got real lethargic uh and ended up just put, putzing around, uh hanging out, uh, I don't know what, the realm of chaos in his own realm. Yep. Um and just uh relaxed, right? Um well it
2: stated they became super powerful. Sure. Right? Like he had this um like I feel
3: after a Thanksgiving dinner. Exactly, right? <laughs> when you're
2: watching a football game and you're like, I could do that. I Why think- <laughs> are they paying this guy so
4: much money? I could get out on the field and do that. <laughs>
3: Oh goodness! Yeah, yeah, super powerful as well. So he's very, very content, right? Like, I mean, he he contributed to the downfall of this entire world that they've been going after for Mm -hmm. a long time. He's full on elf souls. Like, what else could he want? Um, And so uh, he's very content for however long the the gap between the old world and we know from
0: the you know from the you know words of Nagash or the internal dialogue of Nagash that the elven souls are particularly. Um, substantive for what they can become. Like they're so super powerful, um, ultimate potential sure. in, in creation. So, yeah, super, and that's, yep. Yeah. So coming into the the age of Sigmar,
3: yeah, the age of myth. So um, yep. we know then uh, that uh, Sigmar goes hurtling through space, blah blah blah. He finds the mortal realms, um, finds all sorts of different races, and they, they start uh, building up society in this age of myth. Uh, with before any of the Chaos Gods, you know before they catch the chaos god's eyes but eventually they do right like it's mm-hmm. it's the sort of the nature of mortals just living the way they do that um through their emotions and, and the way we're you know we're built um mm-hmm. uh, inevitably the chaos gods end up finding them so Selnesh is one of those he uh, through the the passions of, of the the mortals in the mortal realms um he's drawn to the mor- these realms and he find, finds these magical realms even more magical probably than the world that was uh and he wants all of them. He sees these awesome eight realms, and he's like, oh, I'm going to remake this whole place in my own. Of village. course he wants yeah. all of them. Yep. Not, not, not just one. one. You're saying you. he's obsessed?
0: Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't exactly. want just like Nurgle's he like, hey, I want life.
3: Patron saint of completionists right, right there. <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh,
0: uh,
3: the other interesting little
2: lore note was that it said that um, we had elves come in from the previous, mm. uh, they were transported basically whole race and started living in seclusion. So as not to have that yeah, happen again. Some some few survivors.
0: Yeah, she, she doesn't did. give you a
1: specific number.
2: No, um, or specific races or anything like that. And that's that,
0: that's the point where I texted you guys and I was like, wait a minute, did did we get conclusion to that portal that was you know kind of launched so, in underneath the tree? So uh, is that life? the
3: same portal that Aeroloth kicked it in? Like because Lilith like, mm-hmm. made one. Yep,
0: oh, Lilith. Yep. Yeah.
1: Created a pocket realm that was supposed to protect the uh, elves of the old world from the collapse uh but then she lost contact with it oh, and gotcha. i did not read the associated novels which may have mm. expounded more on it um i know that that was left as just kind of a loose thread at the end of the of the of the <clears throat> um campaign books mm. right uh, some of that information gets filled out in the novels and may or may not have um uh, so I, I mean it's I'm also cool that being a loose thread like did yeah. did was yeah. that the only way that elves made it through or was there I mean we've seen all kinds of people make it through yeah
0: so. for better or worse yeah. well there's some there's a little bit of snippets about wanderers uh so wood elves from the old world mm-hmm. being in Age of Sigmar and being upset with Alariel for her kind of giving up on on the realm of life some animosity between wanderers well, and
3: it's a two way street. Cause she's mad that they pulled up stakes and left like, yeah. cause they're wandering. So that you know, she didn't love that either. I thought they were
0: vegans. But, uh,
3: um,
0: so, so, but there is, so there is some lore about different elves being here.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, many of them in, in uh, mm-hmm. during the, the age of chaos. But yeah,
3: all the more reason then for Slaanesh to catch sight of the mortal realms and, and be,
0: she's lick, got to complete the set.
3: Licking, licking, licking the fingers. <laughs> um, and so sorry that's
0: so terrible that was good so radio good radio, uh, <laughs> good radio.
3: D- despite his his, his power at this point and maybe because of the power <laughs> and sort of his bloat um, he doesn't necessarily uh, set upon the realms himself but rather kind of what we were talking about before but subtly starts influencing the uh, the mortals on the mortal realms so that they sort of take matters into their own
0: whereas things. Nurgle would be influencing <laughs> I like that uh, that's <laughs> that. that's good oh
3: well, that's a good one if Davy likes it <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> that's I think this is a time to celebrate, guys. Let's do this! Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> write it down on the calendar. <laughs>
3: calendar. Excessive. All right. Um, and so yeah, and that's I guess kind of back to where we were talking about before, is because he does then become sort of ascendant, um, in in the moral realms, whether or not he got there first or just because the nature of his his followers, um, they end up taking, uh, quite a bit of control over the moral realms, leading into the ages of chaos. But all is not great. All is not well. Uh, for this this chaos god of obsession of excess, because the uh, things go south for him. Uh, does anybody want to tell me about that?
1: We well, get uh, three three elven deities and one elven demigod that have made it through, and their names we recognize from the world that was. We got Tyrion, Teclis, uh Malarian, who so we, don't recognize. we don't actually recognize. Malekith, perhaps melded with his dragon, best we can figure out and then Marathi. Mm-hmm. And they, uh, I think as they're realizing, like, hey, Slaanesh might follow us here, like, we, we need, not only do we need to protect our enclave here, but, you know, maybe we can get some kind of revenge and, and recover some souls. And I like thinking about this, like, this was a real high stakes thing, right? They're mm-hmm. like, uh, we're going to make our play, see if we can trap, we know we can't kill, a, an entity of this magnitude, but we could imprison it, um, uh, but in so doing, like if you mess this up at all, man, you are you are in a lot of trouble, right?
3: So. is isn't a wild that like we now have gods, right? They're gods at this point, and mm-hmm. like even so, they're still like Ugh,
0: trying yeah. to trap
3: another god. This seems dicey. Yeah, well, they, there's literally four of us, and we're like, Ugh. Yeah. well, they,
0: they definitely categorize the chaos gods as kind of like an elder god or an elder deity. Mm-hmm. So they they kind of, I mean, they're they're so primordial. Yeah, they're they're so like almost like the realms are magic. Like, these, these deities are a type of magic. Like, they are—it's we. It's almost like you personify them or you you um, anthropomorphize them, but they may not necessarily be that mm-hmm. either, right?
2: Well, it, it, it seemed a little bit to me that these gods more gave their embodiment to the realm than maybe the realms gave their embodiment to the gods a little bit more than the other ones, at least in the description that we've seen here. It seems that they are able to shape it a little bit more. They're able to mold it a little bit more, <laughs> Uh, to me, um, and w- using that knowledge, they form a trap for Slanish in a place called the Gloaming. The, yeah, the Hidden Gloaming in Ulgish. Ulgish, which is a sub realm halfway between Hish and Ugu. Sure. I gotta,
0: say, I gotta say, I really enjoyed that these are, I mean, they kind of work this dichotomy, this balance, this. Uh, two sides of a coin, the ying the seeing, but that, you know, high elves, dark elves from the old world, but they're just intertwined that mm-hmm. they're, mm-hmm. and w- who knows if we'll see this f- moving, you know, in the future, but for right now, there's just a very cool harmony to it mm-hmm. um, that I really just as a setting for this story was really cool how they work together. Sure.
3: Like even the realms themselves are in a, a, yeah. a stark balance, um, mm-hmm. not at odds with each other, but rather, you know, with the, the, um, <laughs> That's or another word for spinning. Yeah, that was yeah. so yeah.
2: dumb. Um, <laughs> so as a, kind of a quick note, um, this reminded me a bit of an AOS version of the Vortex from the Old World, hmm. uh, where the elves start to trap a god instead of magic. Uh, but basically what they do is they lay a trap for Slenesh in this place called the Gloaming, and using Malarian's understanding of shadow and Teclis's understanding of light, they form a net... That is made of both light magic and dark magic, and they lure Slanesh into this place and catch him in the net. Sure. Basically, they and
3: lure him with themselves, like they're the bait. Here's, is, yeah.
1: Here's maybe it's a pedantic question, but what is is dark magic equivalent to shadow magic? Are they are they the same thing? Or I think are it's are they the same thing. Things? Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh-huh.
3: Um, and, man, I don't know. And man, I don't have the mm-hmm. quote, but Tyrion has like he builds a net out of uh, like just like logic or something. I'm like, sh- mm-hmm. Shut up, man. That's not how you build a net. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I eat that stuff up. That's yeah, uh, okay. That. Yeah.
0: Well, it's I mean, it's, it's 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 knowledge and then hiding it away. Like mm-hmm. the the those two just again, it's that that nuance of the two things working together. They're so mm-hmm. opposites. Mm-hmm. Um which um yeah, turned it from, so then from a net, they mm-hmm. they netted it and then they uh set up using and here's again where they talk about other elves. Mm-hmm. It's because Teclis has followers, Malarian has followers, other wizards, elven yeah, wizards,
2: these acolytes,
0: and together with them they build the 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 prison that will hold the mm-hmm. Slanet. These chains, these sixty six chains. Yeah, that was when they 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 did a good job telling the story where um, uh, how they revealed. Oh, there's sixty six of these things, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they started off with like. Seems like a bad number to choose. Yeah, yeah, that that
2: think. was a really interesting <laughs> choice uh, that they chose his number of the to be yeah. the number of chains that are wrapped in him. Which
1: to be clear, his number is six. That that's yeah. something that goes back a long way.
3: So they yeah. they start chaining up sixty-five, and he's like, "Come on, come he's on, like, come one, on. More, <laughs> one more, one more. <laughs> yes.
0: There we go. Yeah, exactly. I mean nothing. And that will be your downfall. <laughs> yeah." Or it was just, he was like, please, I need to be 66, otherwise I'm just going to be bugged by it the whole time.
2: Well, and (laughs) it's a really good embodiment of the difference between the Old World and uh, and Age of Sigmar is that in the Old World, the Vortex was a a stable thing, a static thing. In Age of Sigmar, it is not a static thing. These Acolytes have a term that they serve, and after they have served that term, they return to the Mortal Realms. Yeah, go get some R&R, sure, Um, because
3: you're going to go crazy otherwise.
2: And it turns out that when they return to the Mortal Realms, they become slightly weak. They are weaker to Slanesh's influence. Um, and this is where we start seeing a new part of the story uh, revealed. And um, Slanesh takes advantage of that weakness, and he's starting to pick apart the knowledge um, from these people of what these chains are made of, what he needs to do to break them.
4: Yeah.
2: And that also, that morsel of knowledge, becomes kind of a, a very specific point about the demons of Slanesh. About how they are obsessed, but they start stealing this piece of knowledge, and those who bring particularly good pieces of knowledge become high in his esteem.
3: You know what you mentioned? You mentioned the Hedonites of Slanesh. Maybe uh-huh. we start talking about them a little bit, huh? Let, I mean, this is an army book about the forces of Slanesh. I want, I want to know more about them. More mm. on the god himself later. Uh, let's let's shift gears a little bit. Um, so let me tell you
0: so what, if, Well, first thing I'll say is that he. So Slanesh is not is captured. Not not seen or heard from, but but they're still followers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're still demons, and they're like, oh, he What's must it? be out there. If i still exist,
3: yeah. I love the exi- existential like question that the demon has. Is <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. all right, well, if I'm here, then he must be somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go find him. Um, so the he knights the uh, They thrill at all forms of sensation, and the more extreme that stimulus, the better. I just wanted to get in. I just wanted to get that in there so, to give us a, some a frame of reference, a context about yeah. these guys. Um, Davey, I think talked about how, uh, like most of the chaos gods, their forces are sort of broken up um, into the the mortal contingency and the demon side of things. Um, Davey, I think you have some morals of slanesh. I tell d- me about the tell me about these folks.
1: I do. Um, so, I, we've talked about like it'll start with somebody being obsessed about something. Uh, and. Uh, Slanish enjoys like the open warfare aspect, but really enjoys the uh, uh, subverting or corrupting somebody's somebody's uh, you know particular desire or obsession and, and making them making them turn. Um, and I think it talks about where like the the pivotal point is when they become so obsessed that they start. I think it specifically says like shed blood in the name of their obsession. Yep. Um, so if they if they oh kill. man, I'm
3: already there.
4: <laughs> the
2: hobby knife. I was wondering what that other room was. I mean, All right. you have that whole dread fort over there. I mean, we know, we know.
3: Oh no, no joke. I've cut myself on that thing. Like, that is sharp. <laughs> Why are you laughing? It hurt. No, I didn't believe it. <laughs> you blood. You <laughs> guys are the worst.
1: Um, but yeah, so you know, think of something like uh, I am going to treat myself. And get the like he 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 fuels that like more and more and and then finds a way to work that against you and then we'll sometimes send an agent you know in disguise it talks a number of times about keepers of secrets showing up in disguise or something like that and giving an offer there's this theme of like hey i'm going to tempt you with this offer or this bargain or something like that and um that's kind of you know a throwback to some real old style like fairy tales of the the bargain that you Take mm-hmm. without realizing what the what the penalty is. Devil remember. went
3: down to Georgia bargains. Yep.
1: Devil at the crossroads, Robert Johnson. Exactly right. stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So. Temptation of Christ, the Bible.
3: Uh, the snake in the Garden of Eden. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, uh, the. In cool the Garden th- of Eden. Yeah. <laughs> A dollar. Yeah. Uh,
2: the kind of cool thing is um, I've always had kind of an issue with wise Slanesh wars, especially when their God is not there, um, but it basically explains that for the demons because they are so obsessed with sensation, they go to war because it is the most sensation that they can have is the most sounds. It is the most touch. It is the
0: most, you know, taste,
3: but have they ever bought a bunch of gray plastic?
0: (laughs) 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 Well, and so in that regard, um, there are, if we go to the, these, this book does not have much to say in terms of, I mean, it talks about more. Everybody's kind of starts as mortals, but then there's demons. Um, but then there's there's three types specifically. Do mm. you want to go? Is that where you want to go next? Well, I was more more. Let's
3: talk. My next question from the moral side of things is what ends up happening to you. So like you end up being crazy, and sure maybe you get devoted to Slanesh, but like what's the end goal? Like what what do you turn into? And that's maybe what I was alluding to. Like the forces of Slaanesh. Like what comes of it?
0: Do you, do they become? Do you, do mortals become demons?
3: No, no, they just get mutated. Well, and, the the, yeah, the closest some you could, you,
0: you
1: could become a demon prince is mm. kind of like the mm. they they may be pursuing some aspect of perfection like. Per- perfection of uh sword play or, or whatever the case may be uh but as they as they uh, are encouraged to run down their particular obsession they may get rewarded with mutations or strange gifts um and uh and those will manifest in in different ways so it, it may end up the spawn route or you may be able to send to demon prince prince demon prince dumb sounds yeah. right um and you know so there's just because this is the uh, extremes of sensation, they'll have these uh, sumptuous clothing and you know gaudy jewelry and all this sort of thing and um, physiques that are that are uh, overly muscled. Uh, this
3: sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so uh, that's kind of the route that the the mortals go down. And um, honestly, one of the things I feel like is a little bit lacking in this book is a little more oversight of the mortals. There's there's some in this first section, but because there are there's I think one entry in this whole book, kind of two because of the way they split. Uh, split these is the uh, there's one entry slash two, but with mortal uh, a unit that has the mortal keyword, mm-hmm. um, and so a lot of times where we might fill in some of the details like with corn, where we find out uh, here's what a blood reaver looks like, here's what uh, a blood warrior or you know, a uh, skull reaper or any of these things—these are different ways mortals can manifest on the battlefield—we just don't get that in this yeah. battle tome.
3: I mean, Corden literally had a battle tome full of mortal forces on his sure. end, but the lineage yeah. doesn't get that same benefit. Yeah. It, it kind of seems as if they're they're played up as—I don't want to say just victims, but just people to be manipulated—and mm-hmm. um, less as like a driving, you know, force. Mm-hmm. Like it's just offering their batteries. Yeah, worship to the god as opposed to like actually sure. being a component, of, which. I don't know. If that's the impression I get, but I, I wouldn't think that that would actually be true. I mean, I would think that his armies also um, are populated by those mortal followers. In fact, we see some of that in some of the fiction stuff that we'll talk yeah. about later too. Um,
0: well, and I think that that where in some cases, um, where whether it be corn, like a corn reaver gets captured and then forced to outwardly praise corn, and that 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 act kind of snowballs into more and more bloodlust. Mm. Whereas Slanesh doesn't really care that they know um, that Slanesh is the one that they are seeking, or that they're worshiping, or that they're in following. That is content by being kind of unknown until the point at which the the fate of that mortal has been sealed. I, I
1: think certainly that's a big aspect. Like mm-hmm. it enjoys that aspect. I'm sure a god as narcissistic as as Slanesh also enjoys the other part sure, of it. People sure. are like Slanesh, go go. <laughs>
0: I mean, the, actual, and, and that character is definitely right. seen in some of, like, the Keepers, and, yeah. like, they're um, stepping in.
3: Sure, the Anything special in. rule, Slaanesh, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was some great titling,
0: Bob. One plus, command point.
3: Plus one um, So that's the mortals. Uh, let's talk about the demons side of it, which is much more fleshed out uh, in this book. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> ah, gross. Um, There's a lot of flesh. Uh, no, st- oh, That's bad radio again. Rid- I mean, people have their volume turned up. <laughs> they heard all of it. Um, or it's so- just
0: turned off at this point. <laughs> yeah, <they're> no longer <laughs> Thanks, listening. Eric. This no, co- is the son If People knew what they were getting into.
3: <laughs> no, no, no. Wait, come back. Come back. Um, so we're talking about demons now. It's totally cool. Can somebody describe to me like, generally what the demons are? And granted, there's a, a wide range here, but uh, paint me a picture of the demon side of
0: One-hide, one-horned, flying purple people leaders. They're uh, not really flying. No, they're not. Oh crap! But,
3: but besides that, <laughs> besides that,
2: pretty they're apt. Pretty yeah. No, yeah, pretty
0: shabby. <laughs> solid,
3: solid. Expand on that, Eric.
0: Well, so um, the demons are a personification of Slaanesh, as most demons are of their god. Um, they are lithe. They are uh, whirling dervish uh, type of just clouds of claws and um, and and and. and nails and um, their eyes are big and black. Pupils are wide so they see um, their nose nostrils are void of, of the um, cartilage so that they can just take in more senses. Their ears are bigger and pull in more sound. Their mouth, like, they're just, they are just sense beings. Machines. Yeah. I read the term olfactory pit a lot in this thing. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
0: uh, um, lifetime reading of that word. One yeah. and 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 there's some cool aspects of that i mean so talk about bloodhounds and you know that plays very well in some of the things but um they can they can they they perceive things in senses that don't make sense to us so they might hear color
1: yeah this is my i really enjoyed
0: this you know so what were some of those other ones that you liked
1: uh hearing color tasting fear or you know right exactly so they they could experience them in more aspects than we get to, so it yeah. kind of marched through a bunch of yeah. those.
2: Like, yeah, That's cool. I like well, that. and one of the other th- major things about the the demons is that they are androgynous, like as opposed to what we have said about Slanesh, the demons are very much an androgynous, <coughs> half male, half female,
1: yeah. um, setup. Yeah. This, this is, I will take a brief aside here. There's one thing that bothered me a little bit. Is like the only time, and this is maybe a holdover from when they were first created, but like the only the only time we get somebody who's not binary gender is uh is like oh it's weird and evil right like mm. in this in this day and age that's that's maybe not the coolest so yep. um
3: in fact like they even reference it it's like oh it's so unsettling that everyone finds them like attractive which i don't know maybe when you're in the thick of like battle that's maybe a weird time to be attracted to them i suppose but sure. um they also
2: did talk about a glamour that they have, and so it's a sudden revelation. So I don't know that it was necessarily targeted
4: mm-hmm.
2: at that, but more of just because they were something that you found beautiful and then turned into something that wasn't. Sure. Right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, part of it is part of the whole like, oh, it's so beautiful is, is mm-hmm. like, it is that like, oh, look, it's so beautiful. And then right at the last minute, that glamour drops. and like, oh, no, they've got claws. Like, this is this is terrible. How did I miss that? Yeah. It
0: seems like a drastic oversight. Or
3: wait, am I into claws? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Turns out.
3: It's <laughs> this is weird guy. Do it for me.
0: Clippers, don't be ashamed. It's a safe space. I do need,
3: I do need to shave, I, I guess.
2: I
0: feel like uh, you're channeling Jacob Berry right now. I, that's why I feel weird inside. <laughs>
3: I thought it was odd. Um, so so uh, we start out with the demonettes, right? Which are the rank and file. Um, that's right. Even even the um, heralds of Slaanesh are all like demonette esque, yeah. right? Ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So
1: demonettes or demonettes riding steeds or demonets on chariots or you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they
3: make up the the brunt of it. But there's a, 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 other variety as well. Um, plus they've got their keeper of secrets being the, their the the greater demons. Yep. And we'll talk more about those when we talk about the the units. Um, but all the above seem to have this sort of. Um, through line and that they are alluring um they are uh both lithe. for whatever reason they're always like faintly purple um
0: yeah a lot of musk a lot of smells yeah. a lot of overloaded senses it's it's a lot yeah they so are all, a lot what day. is the term these days they're extra
3: they're excessive yeah. um yep and so uh this is a fun point that i liked and th- though they consider themselves fierce rebels and pioneers of experience all Hedonites are united in the same ultimate agenda to see the realms reshaped as an endless, dark paradise. Hmm. So that's kind of their purpose, right? Like, um, they are sense-seekers, but the idea is that they're trying to bring the moral realms into this this paradise that is constantly changing and evolving because any sort of um, complacency is dull. Like, they're they're thrill-seekers, um, sensation-seekers, and yeah. so they're always looking for that that new high. Um they're pretty cool.
0: Yeah, it it's an interesting that in and of itself seems interesting in the sense of like how far can it go? Like I feel like corn has the advantage because you can always build a higher pyramid of skulls. Like you can, there's no end to like how high that could go. But like there's until a...
3: until the skulls start crushing the skulls beneath it.
0: It feels like excess always has an end. Like how far can you go? Mm.
3: Mm. Sounds like you're not a follower of Slanesh.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just don't know. Yeah, naive. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Poor guy. Um, all right, so that's generally that the, the the types of people we're we're dealing with here. Um, let's let's link the two together. We've got Slanesh, who's a uh, under lock and key currently, mm-hmm. and we've got these forces who are roaming roaming the moral realms. How, how how do we? Um, uh, reconcile those those two groups so we sort of talked about before how the demons were sort of confused they're like all right well our, our god is missing he's not answering our prayers he's nowhere to yep. be found um, both the mortals and demons yep. but th- the fact that the demons still exist mean that he must be somewhere how are our forces uh coping with the fact that their um their god is gone
0: in very desperate ways
3: yeah 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 um do you got one that that caught your
0: um attention so i really the, the 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 um Man, I don't have the terminology right
3: at the tip of my tongue. Invaders, pretenders, got seekers.
0: Um, I like the invaders. Um, I'll go there because I think I think you guys, some other people will like other ones more. Um, are more interesting. The invaders are the warring, um, seeking to kind of find locations, um, and and spoil them. Um, and the way they war, again, that they are definitely in the category of of seeing uh the ultimate sensation being in battle in war where there's explosions all around the sights and sounds are just off the charts and um the way they they fight and and with their muskets and stuff and at the end of the battle you know they haven't just killed things they've killed things and then they've set them up in playful ways and they've um you know just disgusting you know uh, debauchery of the battlefield uh and left their mark to the point of like, this is, I feel like once, once you, I mean, on Nurgle, I feel like you enough bleach, you could get that out too much. <laughs> slimesh, and there's there's nothing that's going to get that out of, of, of spoiling that place and time or whatever in the mortal realms. Um, so it's a, a very, the very interesting, like warlike, um, um, and their, you know, keeper of secrets are, are their battle hardened to their lie their, uh, you know, art of war. Um, and
1: um yeah. So I, I think this faction is this one of the three is seen as the traditionalist, right? Like mm-hmm. their idea is, hey, if we just keep <laughs> doing what we're doing, you know, that maybe maybe doing enough Slanash things will empower Slanash enough to return slash break free, slash do mm-hmm. whatever Slanash needs to do to come <clears> back and be here. Sure. Um so their their bet on getting back in touch is Let's just keep doing our thing. Yeah,
4: yeah. It's we're, one of
3: those like is Whether he's here or not, yeah. doesn't affect what what we're doing. Doesn't affect yeah. how I live my life. Like I'm still gonna, I'm gonna live this way that would uh, exalt Slanesh one way or the other. So um, it's almost as if him being gone has no effect on their on their day to day. Bon whatsoever.
0: Joey came to my mind. It's my life. That, That's a glimmerland.
3: Like now or never for a dollar.
0: Um, uh, so. They're the agnostic, the Slanesh. Yeah, right? sure. You know, He's like, there. Or not really there. matter. Yeah. You know, like they, like they. they fall in line. They know what they need to do. They keep <laughs> doing what they've always done. Like you said, I liked what you said. Traditionalists, yeah. mm-hmm. if they if they do enough of this stuff, it'll help Slanesh either way, wherever Slanesh is, it'll yeah. help.
3: And I like your point. Um, and we'll talk more about the relationship with Corn probably later. But the idea is, that it's a little different than just straight up slaughter. Like it's it's murder as an art Artistic, form. Artistic. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Same page. <laughs> it's performance um, art. It's performance art. Uh, so that is that is. Uh, especially gross. It almost makes it worse, uh, in my mind. Um, uh, next, we can probably <laughs> talk about the pretenders. Um, they have a little bit more of an agenda, have an agenda up their sleeve. Um, this is the forces, um, often led by Keeper of Secrets, who think, you know what, Slanesh is gone. Uh, what's that sound? <laughs> Power vacuum. Um, <laughs> we're, we're, we're filling
4: that. We're, Hoover? Yeah, Hoover.
3: We're filling that, filling that slot. Um, and that they... Uh, again, I'll say they, sort of the collective keepers of secrets leading these forces, are trying to fill that fill that space that Slanesh has left hoping that whether they ascend to deity status or just flat out other followers of Slanesh follow them, but they see this as an opportunity to take advantage of this this space and, and gain power from themselves which is a very Slanesh thing to do. I'm sure he wouldn't even be mad. Like, that's totally fine. <laughs> uh, how could you blame him? Um, and so they uh, endeavor to sort of gather as many forces underneath them as they can, oftentimes so probably go after other slanesh forces Slinesh forces, so that they can take you know absorb those um disparate you know war bands or war parties or what have you um and and doing things to g- grow their own power whether that's conquering other lands or, or you know um I, I, there's one story where it, like one uh, pretender tries to uh join up with another like demon to like have a progeny to that would then oh
1: like, yeah tried to raise a uh tried to raise a dead god
3: Mm. Was the thing. That's what it was. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And mm. then
1: maybe these god demon hybrids of the offspring. Well, I was like, oof, that's pretty gnarly <laughs> you know story Shoot, there. Uh, aim yeah. for the
3: stars, man. Yeah. Shoot for it. Yeah. Um, so uh, everyone deserves love. Yeah, no doubt. Um, even undead uh, gods eaten by Nagesh. Um, so I thought that was a unique uh, perspective. That even even like when your your deity, who you know existed at one point, is gone, you're like, now I'm still gonna you know try to like reach <laughs> yeah. that upper echelon. Um more power to you, man. I respect yeah, it.
2: It's very much a cult of personality. Mm-hmm. Like if you want your your general to be the one who does everything and like really defines who your forces, like this might be a really good fit for your army. Yeah. Sure. Because like uh, the rock star. Yeah, exactly. I'm here. Yeah.
3: Let's do this. Love me. It sounds like the rock, actually. Yeah.
2: Ooh,
0: yeah, who, there's who, a
3: lot of who I would follow into battle. So, yep. we, uh...
4: <laughs>
1: can you smell? It'd be funny to run an army with this, where like your pretender warlord is like the smallest here, just like the little like <laughs> vice leader demonette. Yeah.
4: Like it's me.
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was me all along. Um I, me and Eric did ours, but so you guys arm wrestle for the last one.
1: I'll take it. Uh, so there's the God Seekers. Um, who used to be, I think, just called Seekers. They kind of changed them a little bit here. This is so the, the Warband I. May the shrieking Requiem I had them be God seekers. Um, this is this is their drive is to find Slanesh, uh, and it even mentions that they probably know that like this is an unrealistic goal. It'd be like me being like, Hey Aaron, I'm gonna try to find the Concept of humility here in this room with models.
4: Uh, I'm in. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh,
1: And then run around and be like, it's got to be here somewhere. Uh, So they're, they're sprinting around and they know like, there's no way that, that a being of this magnitude can be somewhere like in the physical realms and not, you know, not be kind of obvious. So, but based on that, they're still looking for, looking for clues and threads and maybe we can find something. Um, So. Some of it is that, ostensibly, they're searching for their guides. Some of it is that, like, hey, the chase is pretty fun. Mm -hmm. You know, like, just sprinting from place to place. All I got to do is keep running and and, uh, just go faster and faster. And so their form of access is this speed sort of thing.
3: Maybe the real chaos god is the friends we made along the way.
1: (laughs) Uh, No. But, and they are... They are actually starting to pick up some some possible uh, hints, and now they are uh, going in greater numbers into Ulgu Mm
0: -hmm. uh,
1: based on some
0: threads that they've scented in that direction. Mm -hmm. I liked that these guys, like the thrill of the chase and like the torture of having a clue and it not coming true and like that agony of, of being wrong. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was really interesting. Like Rumor Mill, like the, the rumor hunters. <laughs> like the scrying face. <laughs> like the scrying face. Like that's these guys. Oh,
3: ha- having your, your speculation be wrong. Yeah. Hey, Paul, tell me about that. Yeah. What?
0: How does that the feel? The geomancers. Feel they're
2: coming. They're
3: coming.
0: <laughs> the
2: howling geomancers. It was in there. Did you see it? Did you hey,
0: see Hey, I got Boingrop bounders in a, in a cave squig or a giant cave squig. You didn't squig. mention it.
3: You didn't mention it. Fair
2: enough. I did.
0: Mm. Um, so oh. those are the
3: different. Um, uh, under the the Slaanesh But one of the cool things
2: about Godseekers, and then they kind of mentioned earlier, is that Slaanesh was drawn to the peripheries of the realms, Mm, like these very strong emotions, very strong magic. And so that's where some of these Godseekers are going, is they're going to these places that literally drive you (laughs) mad. Uh, And so that was kind of a cool thing, because we haven't seen anybody intentionally go there other than Nagash send his skeletons who
3: have no purpose. Shana Saybela from
0: (laughs) (laughs) Shana Bela.
3: Another lost episode. Another lost. We're gonna do it again. Um, Just just that one. Um, So uh, a cool. I I I like what they made. so with, with recent armies, they try to break them up into sort of sub factions or sub groups, and I, I like the way they re- approached it for Slanesh. Like this, is, this seems mm-hmm. like a real, like authentic, story driven way to break sure. up different um, factions all, in Slanesh. All
1: three are defined by this pivotal thing of like how do they deal with the their god being yeah. absent, mm-hmm. which is very
3: unique to this faction. Sure. I don't know who wrote this, book. kudos to this particular point. Mm-hmm. It was one of my favorite concepts in the book. Well, and one of the other interesting thing is that AOS is all about driving the narrative forward,
2: and the narrative has not been driven forward really like there, we have gotten more about the narrative but I expected when we got a Slanish battle tome that Slanesh would come back
4: mm.
2: not that we would have more definition of these three different sources yeah. of demons that no longer have a god visible sure
0: and this is the dichotomy where I said earlier is I was surprised we got a Slanish book but happy that the story hasn't moved enough forward because I feel like that's a bigger moment in Age of Sigmar than so, ex- a, a, a a battle tone drop. Like in.
3: exquisite torture. Well, yeah. and the fact that we're the fact that it seems like we're still leading to a bigger thing. Yep. I like that this book, um, not that it drags it out, but it gives us a little bit to make that anticipation even like yeah. greater. The fact yeah. that like if you start drip feeding these things, I mean, GW has historically done a fantastic job of drip feeding information they to build so that hype for the biggest. Oh,
0: maybe they are. G- G- that's why they put, said Slanesh is the best god, is because GW is slim. Oh, you're
3: right. It did say that right on the cover yeah. of the book. <laughs> um, so we're talking about uh, sort of the goals, like internally to these uh, to Slanesh, like what what their individual outlooks are. But how how do they interact with the other, uh, with the rest of the realms or the other factions? Do they have any distinct enemies? Any any um, groups that they focus on? I'll start with one. Um, the fact that Slanesh finally, is, yeah, historically. Uh, has been at odds with corn, which I never really understood. Though I feel like I'm, gr- I'm understanding more and more. I guess alluding to what we were talking about before and how Slanesh spends his time on the battlefield and that like f- warring and and fighting is more of an art form as opposed to just straight up butchery. Not even that though, because there's a certain element of butchery on the Slanesh side. Um, is it is it really just that difference? Um, as to how they approach fighting is why, why they're at odds. Like Is there some fundamental difference that I'm not understanding between Slaanesh and Korn?
2: Well, one of the things that they did mention is that uh, they had one of the battlefields they're talking about how they would decapitate their foes but then place the heads with different bodies, right? So instead of glorifying the skulls, they would leave them and not praise the, the
3: victory that they had won, but instead... And is, but is that enough to drive a schism
0: between corn and slender? I mean, when you like two things, skulls and blood, and somebody doesn't give you the skulls, I mean, you know.
1: yeah, I know some of this comes from like the very first origins of the idea of chaos gods, like way back in the early editions of mm-hmm. Warhammer Fantasy, mm-hmm. where they wanted, I've got, we've got four chaos gods, and these two will be opposed, and these two will be opposed. I think, I don't know that well. I I I can't say for sure. I don't know that like because this this puts obsession as the forefront here. Mm -hmm. I think they may have done a little bit more of the pleasure idea back in the original. They backed away from that. Mm -hmm. So I think it was like pleasure and indolence and luxury as opposed to like martial arts and war and and that sort of thing. So I think that's I think it's originally how they got placed in opposition to each other Mm -hmm. Uh, and. Now it's progressed and it's it's perhaps a little less clear.
3: Gotcha. And yeah. they don't focus on it as much in here as I know they have done in the past. I yep. mean, I think there's maybe a couple throwaway references to it. Yeah. Um, same same with the Nurgle and Zinch. I think they, sure. they nod towards it, but they don't like drive that point home as yeah. much as they right. uh, might have uh, historically.
2: And but, that that is the biggest progression uh, for this battle tome is that Slanech is very much talked about as a very warlike fashion faction, and they have pulled back. Very much on the indolent, on the on the pleasure, so Luxury much. Luxury stuff. Yeah, it's yeah. uh, it's it, it's far more defined as a very um, just warlike, battle-ready force. M- maybe
0: sure. Korn doesn't like Slanesh because Slush is better at war than him.
3: How dare you? You take that back right now.
0: I won't. I can't. It's Your out. It's out there.
3: Skull will adore. The- right. his-
0: it's back. It's back.
3: Right. Okay. Awesome. Good job. Oh. Oh, jeez. Oh, god, no. Are oh. you Slanesh? Is um, that an elven soul? So, so that's uh, one example of an, of an enemy. Um, anybody else get a sense of any other enemies out there that.
0: And we've already talked about the elves being yeah. opposed, right? Yeah. And this, Yeah, and that, that actually. Greatest enemy actually for Slanesh actually comes up in the story of the chains.
3: Sure, mm. sure. Oh, we'll, 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 momentarily. Mm. Let mm. me do mm-hmm. my standard questions. No, that's why
0: I didn't go. Any what am I here to...
3: for if not to ask these standard questions? Oh. All right. And then apparently everybody <laughs> else too, just because he's a chaos god and they don't seem to like.
0: All it of order. Yeah.
3: <laughs> and, and destruction <laughs> and death. Um. Uh. But how, how about allies then? Um. I know chaos isn't necessarily known for their allies. Um. Do we find? Do we see Slanesh allying with any other groups? Uh, out there.
0: I mean, he seems to thrive off of civilization, similarly to Zinch. Um, so that's an interesting pairing compared to the others. Um, but there's so many ways that, that Slanesh works that, again, reminds you of the other gods. Sure. Yeah. I mean, there's greed and gluttony.
1: I think that's the aspect where he, when he has beasts allied to him,
0: uh, mm-hmm. that's
1: that's where they end up
0: coming in. Sure. They're, they're I was going to say,
3: of- as a counterpoint, like there's civilization, but then also the sh- sh- the savagery in um, nature is a pretty... Yeah. Um, Could you
0: imagine gutbusters of Slaanesh? Mm-hmm. Like ogres and they're gluttony and they're eating and they're sure. calling and they're sure.
3: like Very that. yeah. I mean, yeah. that would be... That would, would align. Um, and then we talked about just generally as the other chaos gods um, gain power. Maybe Slaanesh does too because they are the epitome of mm-hmm. extreme emotions. All right, fine. Those are dumb questions. Let's move on to something else.
0: <laughs> Give me better ones. Give me better, harder hitting.
3: But um, instead of going where you want to go, I'm going to take us in a different direction. Let's talk
0: about where some of the, everybody this. knows your name. That's another
3: buck. Um, that is another glimmerling. That's. Let's talk about the stories, the, the the history of the race. We've been we've covered some dumb timelines, but each of these battle tones also have fun little vignettes, fun little stories um, that we want to pick out our favorites. So uh, let's start in the age of myth. Um, who's got one?
1: Uh, so there was one about, uh, it's called An Awful Symmetry. Oh, um, yeah. This, this is pretty gnarly there. So it, it was the Demian Dam- Sears, uh, And what I liked about this is you think of Hish as being maybe this realm that, you know, with the, the realm of light being the one most anti-chaos, right? Like light's going to burn out the chaos. But uh, it's this thing of logic and symmetry. And here Slaanesh finds a way to, Uh, subvert that and so these guys get so obsessed with symmetry that they are trying to make that their bodies perfectly symmetrical um (laughs) presumably just along the one plane right not like you know more than one plane (laughs) they get really weird um uh but they have this this uh strange magical thing where they uh so they're they're trying to transform one half to the other but then that other half is made in living metal and sometimes it doesn't work. And then they become grotesque and like, Oh no, we need to cover this up. Like I'm so gross now. So I'm going to use perfumes and glamors and stuff. And, uh, and obviously Slanish gets right up in that with, with, uh, the obsession of that and the, uh, um, narcissism of that. And then they end up, he says, well, look, I can, I can, uh, I can save this. You just need to, uh, put a whole bunch of my symbols in the desert and, you know, predictably a bunch of demons coming out of that, and then uh,
3: predictably get, for you,
4: yeah,
3: <laughs> hindsight's uh, twenty twenty.
1: sure. And then uh, uh Tyrion's got to come save the day, but not before many, many are killed, etc. Et sure. Cetera.
3: And well, and given that we're in Age of Myth, right, like we're in a position where Tyrion can come, like, save the day. Like, this yeah. is a position where like our forces of order are still very strong enough that yeah. they can put down like the insurgent, sure. Um,
1: case. And actually, yeah, to to um bring it back to our earlier conversation about was chaos around in the Age of Myth. I mean, this is a story from the Age of Myth, and there's a big demonic invasion. So mm-hmm. they're, yeah, I mean, they're clearly out and about. There's not the dominant force sure. yet.
3: Like, Tyrion sees that. Well, no, Tyrion doesn't see anything, but let's say Tyrion sees the symbols of Sarnesha. He's like, oh, is that, what, is that what I think it is? I thought we were I thought we were safe. Um, surprise, surprise. Uh, there's another one uh, from the Age of Myth where there's the sack of Threnstis. Um, and so there's this island... Uh, that was like home to this very powerful city um but it was it was uh, waterlocked. that is to say that's what islands are um and it had a very strong navy and so it seemed to be uh, uh, unconquerable because it had very strong defenses uh but Slanesh saw this as a challenge and sent one of his uh, you know his, what he said what he said, said that's bull yeah he sends a doom ball, uh and a slake fray which is kind of cool yeah. um to swim that lake infiltrate the uh the city um yeah, they, they start slaughtering guards and stuff, and then they make their way to a realm gate, which presumably is, you know, in the center of the city. They corrupt it and uh, it open open it up to the forces of Slanesh who then conquer this whole city. So, like, even in the Age of Mythic, I guess what we were just talking about, um, the forces and followers of Slanesh, or of Chaos, Slanesh in this case, are able to, like, still pull a fast one on the forces of order and, uh, you know, destroy their very, their
0: holds. I don't know if this is... Uh, it felt very SEAL Team 6. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, like Minotaur... Uh, Dark, or er, Black Ops.
3: De- <laughs> de- definitely had a blade in his knife. Yeah. Or a
2: blade <laughs> in his teeth. mouth. Yeah, yeah. I was getting a Minotaur of Crete slash Trojan Horse vibe where one makes it in and releases everything. Hmm. Sure, sure, because he did have a bunch in, of...
0: Inside his own body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: <pooping laughs> All right, let's move on to the Age of Chaos.
0: Oh, I had a story. Oh, the Meat Miser of Odrin. And this made me think of... Uh, um, that's Age that's of Sigma. Age of oh, wow. sorry. You are. Sorry, ahead. I, I guess I didn't see the... Hey, you're, you're right. Hey, do, sorry. Hey, I like how all three of us are like ah. <laughs> jump on the jump on the weak one. <laughs> uh, let's do age
2: o chaos. Who's got a good one? I really like the Gargant's horde. Uh, this is kind of a cool story where a Gargant was rumored to have swallowed immense treasure, and so like they're just swarming over him and trying to hack him open to get the treasure in his belly. It was just it was a cool little story.
0: And he's located in the Varen Spire, and I imagine it's one of those things. You go to the the, the all point you you uh, you know, do something for um, Arcan. And he's like, all right, you get a shot at the Gargant.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes, at yes! the money pit.
0: <laughs> it's it's, like, like,
3: it's it, like spinning the wheel, but it's or, no, it's, it's stabbing. Or, the or the those booze
0: with the money flying all over. <laughs> <laughs> Only it's a room with a Gargant that wants to kill you.
3: Yeah. Too bad, sucker. Uh, the Age of Sigmar, yeah. um, so there honestly weren't that many Age of Myth or Age of Chaos stories. Uh, the meat of these was in the Age of Sigmar, and so on and so forth. Uh, who's got any AOS stories? That Speaking we can of talk meat.
0: About? <gasps> ah, the the meat miser of Odrin. And uh, <laughs> this made me think of Mark Mitzman, uh, the meat man of Mitzinheim. And uh, so there's a, a bar- basically a meat baron, which if you're anywhere near Chicago, you got some some story to, <laughs> to pull from king there. The sausage king of Chicago. Um, and so he's he's uh, kind of cornered the market on meat. I lived there all my life, and
3: I have no idea what you're talking about. Um it's yours to be this day off. Oh, okay.
0: Uh, uh, and so uh, you know, cornered the market on meat, and and Slanesh, or one of a keeper, secret disguises themselves since hey um, you know, people are going to try and take you on or, or spoil your, your crop. They're not going to be able to feed them. So let's give them some growth hormones or some, uh, some tincture or some sort of alchemical thing. And it'll, it'll keep them from, uh, keep them from, uh, you know, spoiling or dying or whatever. And, uh, he does and they take it and, and <laughs> they're all their, their, their herd turds and albino beastmen, And then the the Baron or the the uh, meat miser and his family all turn into cows.
2: With
0: <laughs>
3: human heads.
0: With human heads, right. I was super what is that like Isn't, that a, isn't that a um
3: is that a classical Greek monster that yeah. Or...
0: yeah, that's what I thought there was. A monster that's like a, a bull body and a human head. Lamassu. Oh yeah. maybe
3: it is, yeah. Lama lam, mm-hmm. lam, lama lama lamasu. Lama, 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 that sounds right.
2: You, I think just, you I think, just
0: made that up.
3: I think that's how you pronounce that, actually, yeah. <laughs> um, one of the ones I want to talk about was not because the story is particularly interesting. It's fine. Like, in the Bane of Stygus, there's, uh, I don't know, forces in Stygus, and, and they're put down by the animals of the Hel- Heldenhammer. But I, I bring it up because Stygus is now going to be a setting in this Forbidden Power, and for those who are listening to this, actually, honestly, by the time this comes out, Forbidden Power is going to be out, so I don't know anything about it at this point. Um, but it's the setting of Forbidden Power and um, the fact that it's sort of in the shadow of the Deific Mons and it's on the the shores of Lake Lethys. This right. seems like it's going to be an important place in the future. and so.
1: I think Warhammer Community just released today there was a, a free scenario that mm-hmm. you could play yeah. on Lake
0: Lethis. So. Yeah, yeah cool. exactly. Well, and Stygix is where um, Nagash went to recover mm-hmm. uh, in the in the Nagash book we covered. Blah, blah, um, Undying King. Undying King, mm-hmm. That's where his... Disembodied self was mm. hidden in his pocket realm of sigix. Well,
2: and one of the realm spells is the boatman of sigix. Mm. Also, there is a uh, a vault that has spiders in it so that's amazing i feel like most vaults you have like spiders that
3: in them oh a little bit a little bit <laughs> like yeah. eight times so i bring it up not because the story is super important but rather like the setting is important and i like when they place these um you know little vignettes in places that we know or, or in this case we're going to know because it's going to be uh, important you know i've never heard you say that before Uh it was a secret until now. I keep my secrets. Um so this is sort of nondescript Age of Sigmar, but there are a few stories that take place uh, in the time and tribulations uh slash sort of soul wars timeline. Does anybody got any cool ones they want to talk about there? Well we've got a Darksum Alliance, which is basically the story of Malign portents,
2: where we talk about uh Bloodsworn? Is that right? Uh she's one of the she's an Oathbound or Oathsworn
3: um I think she might even be the name War Queen. Oath yeah. working. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. On the box. Yeah. Uh,
2: and she joins up with a slanesh army to go and try and take down the gash, which, unfortunately, gets a little delayed and a little
0: Unfortunately out. or awesome? Sure, depends who you ask. Awesome,
2: asked. fortunately? I don't know. I'm going to go with no. Sure. Uh,
3: any other good Soul Wars-type stories? Uh, there's the Prophecy of Marathi, right? So The most important one.
1: Yeah. What... So you have, again, the, the three elven gods and the elven demigod Marathi. And Marathi's like, hey, you guys, like I know we got Slaanesh trapped, but I got a bad feeling about this. And Slaanesh is super powerful. I'm worried he's going to bust out. We need to be really worried about this. And Malarian's like, whatever. and
3: Not only, like, disrespectful, no less. Sure. Which, I guess that was disrespectful. Like, like, whatever, mom. Yeah,
2: so <laughs> I'm a teenager. I'm, <laughs> I'm so going to get out of this house so right now. He's so mean
3: about it.
1: <laughs> uh, and is it uh Tyrion is like totally indifferent mm-hmm. techless is like ah maybe we should pay attention to this um and they should because she was consumed like she she is one of the ones that was was she was like the first one pulled out of mm-hmm. slanesh so if somebody has has like some insight and be her um yeah, does think-
3: that jive with what we read before in that wasn't she also the bait to catch slanesh because they list the four like
0: in the beginning of this book, never unreliable like... narrator. So, so it may have been that uh, while just gluttonous and in power, she still crawled her way out. Oh yes. yeah, that's what it was. And, she then, crawled out under and, own power. and then the four of them trapped uh, yeah. Slanesh and then started harvesting.
3: Sure. Sathborn that's and a, the, I don't know. That's a good way to look at it. Yeah, like, yeah.
1: She's she's begun accelerating the number of souls that she pulls pulls sure. out of uh, mm. Slanesh. In preparation for the war she believes to be coming. Yeah.
3: Well, and furthermore, like, so we've seen her her side of the, her forces and what have you, but it also mentions the fact that uh, Tyrion, uh, not Tyrion, Teclas, is also preparing, like as you just said, mm-hmm. and he's gathering his forces, alluding to, like, the spirits of Hish that he's, yeah, like, yeah. sort of allying with. So, I mean, if we're looking forward, that yeah. I imagine is a tasty little bit well, that may come to fruition later. Mm- I
0: Ideneth are the first, maybe the first experiment of him trying to do that failed. Yeah, well, ex-
3: exactly. I think what they're describing here is distinctly not the that. Iden-
2: no, like yeah,
0: the, yeah, and and this, yep. Yeah, there's more. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's more. He's he's perfected that or made that better. Plan B.
2: Well, and the interesting thing is that they mention that every soul that comes out is deeply tainted by Slanesh. So how that would work in the realm of logic and like? I think light, that there's got to be some way similar
0: to the Soul Forge or the. Um, Sigma album. Well, that yeah. some way to to correct that or to at mm-hmm. least for, forge out. Or say beat that albulum. word again. I think Sigma sig- told me to. Say, I was going to say that. You want it? You say Sorry, it. I've been around four year old. <laughs>
3: oh, to say that. I don't want that balloon. I want the other one.
0: You can here. You I can have. I appreciate it.
3: Um, so that makes me even more excited. That to your point, yeah. right? Like, is we've got our our, our corrupted, like yep. cursed mm-hmm. elves. What what is an uncursed elf who pops out of slush looks like? Well, oh, yeah. and here's the other thing, though. Um, Teclis
2: is also referenced in the, n- the next uh, release coming out this weekend with being able to create these engines of obfuscation, right? So, is he hidden this entire race of sure. light beings? Wait. And is possibly this going to be the thing that makes them visible to the rest of the realms? Hmm. Is his engines have now been broken? Well, hey, stay tuned. I, I will, I mean, I'm i
0: going to join you down the path for just a second, because I think <laughs> one of the things about Hish is that the knowledge is so bright, it's hard to see. So I think they could be hiding in plain sight in Hish, and people wouldn't even understand that that's what they're looking at.
2: I think uh, Merleyn would say that it's so bright, you got to wear shades.
0: Hey, uh,
3: I'm so bright, my dad calls me sun. Yeah. Um. <laughs> All right, let's, let's, uh, we've been, we've caught up to current day, present day. What's, what's happening? We're here. What's happening now? We've alluded to it Wait, a few times. It's before. happening right now. Yeah, it's happening right, right now. We're living it. Right
2: here, right uh, now.
3: Past is, past, the future's gone, whatever. Well, the, the present is a gift. A That's gift. why it's called the present. So are we
0: talking about, are we talking about it? Let's do it. Slanesh in Chains. I know you want to talk about it. Slanesh in Chains. Sure. Um, uh, so there's a, there's a dichotomy. One, there's. There's that uh, I must I want to be free to, to live my best life. Mm-hmm. Um, there's also the man these, these I, like, ooh, I like being chained That ah, uh, was a little tight that's a little tight I, I like mean, it you, you talk about a, a deity that is
1: pursuing um, sensation that has not been experienced before. I mean this is, this is pretty unique
0: yeah.
3: like
1: yep. being trapped. Oh man, I've I've never been trapped sure. before. It's Do we wild. agree
3: on a safe word? Or? <laughs> <laughs>
2: actually,
0: there's a safe word for each chain.
2: That's true. Uh, and that, so, which is a super interesting narrative hook, actually.
0: So, because these Speaking each of, of these chains is 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 created from uh, dark or shadow and light magic, um, and uh, in it there are puzzles. You know, and as we talked about that idea of knowledge and shadow mm. and and hiddenness. Um, these two things that are are opposites of each other, and in that each chain is forged uh, with a secret or with a kind of uh, something that unlocks it and and solve. It. And so some each each chain has a weakness, mm-hmm. but the answer to that weakness is hidden um, and is known by the. So the each chain is is attached to a, a monolith or a obelisk? obelisk. Obelisk. And each obelisk is uh is manned by um, a crew or elved. Uh, elved <laughs> by a crew. Um, if if you're if you're crewing in Hish, it's the day shift, and if you're you're, you're crewing in in Olgu, uh, it's the night shift. Um, and we talked about the cycling. You can only be there for so long before mm-hmm. you go mad, or you know, being so close to Slanesh makes you crazy. So you have to go take shifts off.
2: Well, there's also this a fog of obfuscation that prevents Slanesh himself from being able to understand what's going on. Or recognize yep. what the chains themselves mean. Yep.
0: So, th- yeah. So, he's chained by them, but he can't know them or know where they're at or where anything is. And so, yeah, just this, this fog. Um, but starts to understand that the keys to each of these chains is with the the mortals that are, um, you know, he can't go to the gods. The gods are too smart. So, he's going to go for the weakness in the chain, which is the, the mortals that um, man each of the obelisks and this is where uh, the other cool thing about the the god seekers is that this is the role that they play is that he starts communicating with them showing them visions and then they see, they seek out these mortals um, do their thing and find find these keys or find these that solves the puzzles through the, those little clues and this is mm-hmm. like takes eons or decades or whatever the time frame
3: one of the two eons or decades yeah. Yeah. nothing in between Yeah,
0: I, well and it's hard to know it's the
2: obfuscation yeah yeah uh, so one of the really unique things about this story is that there's a chaos god and he's not in the realm of chaos. He's in the mortal realms. He is physically in the mortal realms. He's in the sub-realm, right, of Olghish, but he's in the mortal realms. And he starts to act like a god of the mortal realms. He's sending his thoughts to his followers. Instead of just sending commands like Korn does or Nurgle does and interacts through the Gnarlmaws or interacts through these golden skulls, he's actually making his commands known it says that he's able to communicate even momentarily to make his wishes known he's not acting like a chaos god in this story he's acting more like sigmar I, I don't feel like on. this
1: is out of character
0: with how he might otherwise that's true communicate you're with absolutely his, right his, so um
2: it's appearing man. in
3: dreams and stuff
0: yeah papa nurgle feels like he's often communicating directly with different
2: i thought this was the flies for. What's that? I thought that's what the flies were for.
0: Well, for instance, we talk about the the um, girl who has the Grail, uh, who oh. Lady
3: of Kinkerwall. Lady yes. of Like
0: she she communicates directly with.
3: Hey, I thought you liked the Order of the fly. <laughs>
0: and then she also you know works directly with the Order of Flies. So I think I think I mean yeah, I
3: think there's a wide range of different communication yep. tactics.
0: Sure. Uh, Not couple, everybody couple gets access, but yeah.
1: but quibbles beside. It, I do think it is. Uh, relevant to note that I, I would say he's in the mortal realms because he's in between them but he's not in the realm of chaos and that's, that's
2: all right, right so uh <laughs> nobody
3: has broken any of these chains yet right well as of this narrative that we're describing that is correct
2: so How,
0: what, was, what was the first chain
3: um so he he does sort of crack the codes on some of these these uh, chains and the first one that they talk about is the chain of purest hatred um so the way the um elves figured this chain could only be broken uh if uh i don't know what would you even call it the 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 worst hatred um towards slanesh yeah Yeah, the greatest enemy of slanesh like chose to break it or, or their power broke it and they're like hey we're the else, like nobody could hate slanesh more than we do, and we're never gonna break that chain. So yeah. like, it's cool, done and dusted, no big deal. Uh, but they did not uh, take into account the fact the greatest feud of one of the greatest feuds of all time, slanesh and Corn. Uh, but slanesh is well aware of this, um, and he put into plans to um, sort of draw corn's ire and so he sends one of his infernal uh, in and rapturous that's what the word i was looking for um send it out in the world uh to sort of goad karanak uh corn's um flesh hound
0: his best boy. Yeah,
3: his, his good, good boy. Who's the best he, boy? He would never send him boy. to the north without patting him on the head. <laughs> All three uh, heads. <laughs> and, uh, and, and leads him on this chase across the moral realms. Eventually they meet, I don't know, probably on top of a mountain or something. Um, and the and raptress <laughs> is able to actually kill Karanak, which was surprising. Um, and that was enough to drive Corn crazy with rage directed distinctly at Slunash because he knew who the cause of this was. Slunash was able to like wrap himself up in the chain and like use it like to put himself between the rage and yeah. him. And that was enough to like shatter that chain. He's like, ah, oh, sweet. This is easier than I thought. Uh, he casts up an illusion himself to like hide the fact that he broke that chain. He's like, all right, well, let's move on to the next one. And did they
1: notice? This, no right exactly so this this is the this is like the the point where the plan might fail like because it only works if he can if he can somehow make it so they don't notice and so he managed to uh, this is
0: Indiana Jones yeah exactly yeah. put the golden picking idol, up the golden the idol, the idol to sand. put down the bag of sand mm-hmm.
1: and now Slanish is running away from a boulder <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs>
1: No, so he managed to create his own illusion to say, you oh, know, nope, chain's here, everything's fine, everything's cool, nothing to see here, anyway, yeah. keep going.
3: And they made a point to be like, well, like, under normal circumstances, probably anybody else would have known. anybody of any suitable power would have noticed, but, like, uh, I, I know this techless is all-seeing eye, is, can't be everywhere at once, and they go through some other options. Wait, mean, so T- he's sore on? And Tyrion's blind, so, like, how would he know? He just touches it, you know, that feels like a chain, we're cool. So that was one of my favorites, and I think... Paul brought this up earlier off off air, but like that that could be the story of Wrath and Rapture that none of us here have read. Um, mm-hmm. So if anybody knows, let us know. But yeah, because like in
0: there and the Rapture and, and the Rapture is in yep. there too. So I
3: wonder if that Dang has something it. to do with it.
0: Man, guys, um, I feel like we're falling on some 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 bad times here. If we...
3: <laughs> well, if you took the plastic wrap off of Wrath it's, and Rapture, we you, could have read you it. You can see that the plastic is it's right there. You can see that it's all now off.
0: Now you're just being mean, yeah. Paul. I,
3: I can't actually. Hey, everyone listening, I want you to know that the plastic is af, off my Wrath and Rapture. And my Loom Curse and my Cari- All of them are on on plastic and good radio.
0: Everybody at the same time? Yeah.
3: Except for you, Paul. <laughs> um, all right, so that was my chain. Somebody else take another chain. You must uh, never break the chain.
4: Mm-hmm. All right.
0: These broken chains.
3: I didn't sing mine, so I don't know anything. Sure. Yeah.
1: Uh, so the worst of betrayals is what they list this uh, next section as. Uh, and it's the chain of utmost betrayals. So, oh,
3: that's a weird. Why would they title it that? Then
1: <laughs> <laughs> could only be broken by an act of extreme dissonance. So, uh, the slaughter of thousands of unblemished souls by their own righteous protectors.
3: <laughs> Thank goodness there are no righteous protectors out there to be slaughtering yeah. souls.
1: Yeah. J.K. There are. So, uh,
3: <laughs>
1: the Slaanesh, and this is we've we've seen some of this with uh, uh, some of the the books we read. Um, Hamilcar. Yeah, yeah Hamilcar but um,
3: callous like uh, city of secrets
1: city of secrets right too, so yeah. the Knights of Excelsior who are who have these real extreme tactics like hey you know we want to make sure we we burn chaos out of this situation and so it's okay if there's collateral damage as long as we got the original um, and so Slaanesh instigates this by uh, fomenting unrest in a bunch of free cities and um, and then doing so in a place and with opponents who might be, uh, might be going to overreact, and that's exactly what happens. So it goes specifically through some of these uh, celestial vindicators are, are uh, listed a number of times in here. Uh, Knights Excelsior, of course, and even the Hammers of Sigmar. Um, so all all three of those.
3: Yeah, and in Hammer in Hammer Hall, I think they go yeah. they go ham on like a, a cult. Uh.
1: Yeah. Um, and so with. Uh, with this sort of excessive response, uh, it's enough to, to break this chain.
3: Here. I just realized the hammer haul, hammers a Sigmar, and then go and ham. I didn't mean that. That was unintentional. But <laughs> it was like,
2: is that the, is that the football team? Yeah. Uh,
3: I'm so proud of you. Thank <laughs> you. That was, that was solid. Uh,
2: That's
0: no Morty salt. But, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. All right. Uh, give me another chain. Uh, so then there's the 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 chain of cosmic law. Um, that when the necroquake uh, went off, that it just changed the laws of of magic in the in the nine realms changed. enough that it it shattered one of the chains outright, uh, and he was able to like not be caught off. He was a little caught off guard, but was able to put up a chain. Um, but then the the subsequently looking at the other chains, um, being able to see cracks in them enough. Uh, it's changed the laws enough that it weakened other chains. And so he knows he doesn't have to get rid of those. But at the time, with enough power, he could bust those. Uh, and then this is the point at which it tells Ooh. you there's 66 of these to go through. So he's got a lot of puzzles to solve. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, of more setup to do. Yeah, Ooh. There could be a ton more stories around these chains. That is indicating that he may be able to get out just by flexing
1: super hard if he <clears> develops <throat> enough power.
2: Well, and... What that actually implies is that if it's breaking the chains, that perhaps it's shifting, the Necrocrake shifted where the realms are in the heavens, right? Maybe light and dark are not in perfect opposition anymore. True, sure. Especially with the nadir of, uh, um, of Nagash, where it's sucking the realm in. It specifically said that it was sucking the realm into it. So the realm of death is actually getting smaller, or the substance is getting closer to the center, so there is a change in the balance of the realms. Yep. Nope. Yeah. Right. I mean,
3: it, it, we're in a different, different, uh, different ball game. Whole different ball wax. I couldn't. So make we're playing a good not cricket. It. not in Ur, Kansas anymore. <laughs> there you go. That's another good one. <laughs> um, what I thought was I thought was weird is that um, yeah, I think in the daughters of Cain book or, or elsewhere around when that book came out there was a point of. Um, another reason that Slanesh seemed to be growing in power, having more influence in the world, was that, like, Morathi herself, the sheer act of her taking her souls out of Slanesh was throwing the whole spell out of whack. Like, she she was taking more than her fair share of, yep. of souls, and that was throwing the balance off. But that really wasn't mentioned in here at all, which I thought was odd. I understand these books are written by different authors, and they can't mm-hmm. reference every little thing, but... Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe it's just a secret, maybe only that can be known like in the context of the daughters of daughters of Cain. Well,
2: well. and the thing that we do have differently is that Marathi has the daughters of Cain, right? And Teclas has the Ideneth, but Teclas also now has this other army. Oh no. So as Teclas started pulling more souls out as well.
4: Hmm.
2: Right? And and the other thing that is not kind of mentioned, but would be, I imagine, implied, the more souls you pull out of him. The less substance that he is going to have, and he's just going to slip.
3: The, yeah, exactly. Slip the the less,
2: like the less that the chains will actually restrain him. For
3: sure. I mean, try putting handcuffs on these things. Like, look at
2: these two. Like, I mean, like he's going keto hardcore. Yeah,
3: yeah. It's true. Yeah, he's getting he's getting real lean and mean.
1: For the listener, Aaron is demonstrating his yeah. finger, really?
3: I mean, reed thin forearms. Yeah, reed thin. Nice,
0: Reed Richards. Like then.
3: drinking straws, these things. Um, <laughs> All right. Hollow so, the boot. <laughs> yeah. So I think this is our our look forward. The fact that like yeah. we've, we've given a, we've given an out basically. Now it's just a matter of time that he's able to like, um, like like we said, uh, flex strong enough to just shatter those uh, shatter those chains. So I think it's an inevitability that he's going to uh, appear again um, beyond the context of this of this book. Maybe sooner than we sooner than we expect. Um, so that's. Much of the story, now we can get into sort of more abstract things, which is to say, hey, uh, this book is full of units, both new and old, from um, uh, units that we used to have and and some new releases. Uh, Let's talk about some of our favorites, uh, whether it's story or model-wise or probably not rules, because when was the last time any of us played a game? Uh, Sunday? (laughs) Well, damn it. Get out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) give Give me some favorites. Shout them out. First come, first serve. The uh,
2: contorted epitomes.
3: Ooh, tell me about it. This is a super cool little
2: new thing. And um, yeah,
4: yeah.
2: Uh, there was a mirror maker that became so obsessed with his mirrors that he made like these perfect, uh, beautiful, silvered mirrors. Uh, his, Any mirror I look looked,
3: into is perfect and uh, beautiful. Mirror, that's mirror on true. the wall. Not, that's not true. I'm uh,
2: To the point where he, when he laid down in bed, there was a mirror across from him so that he could stare at his face before he went to sleep. Is that weird? Uh, a little bit weird. Uh, so <laughs> Slanesh took him at the moment of uh, death, as it were, and this mirror maker made a mirror to revenge himself upon Slanesh, because it was supposed to steal your essence when you looked at it, uh, and he gave it to Slanesh. But Slanesh was just too powerful for it; and it shattered. But he realized that you know this actually could be a super cool thing to use against my enemies and so he's forced him to continually make more and more mirrors, and uh, they have these demonet guardians that accompany it on the battlefield. Um, So it's just, it's very, um, it seems very slanish to me, and it's a new kind of interesting Mm. unit entry, so
0: that was kind of cool. Cool. right? You guys have any favorites? Yeah. um, So, (laughs) yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, I I mean, obviously, one of the, the, the coolest new models is the keeper of secrets, just this really cool giant, um, you know, centerpiece model. Um, and that's what struck me the most was, and and that they're the center of these armies, that they are the character often of these armies, whether it be a warlike, um, or whether it be, um, a seeker looking to solve the puzzles or whether it, um, it's the, the other one that I forget. Oh, hmm. what is the third one? invader oh god seeker and what's the third one? Pretender? pretender pretender so the where they are the arrogant they are the self-seeking they are have seen themselves as taking the place of slanesh there's just so many different um you know uh, i don't know i liken when we talked about this element uh you know these three or this this character model or not character model this model embodies that response to where's slanesh how am i going to deal with it how am i going to react to it and they embody that which i think there's there's just so many character bu- character types built into this one model.
3: Yeah, well, they are the cornerstone mm-hmm. of their of their respective like trifectas of those of those factions. I, I agree. Like you, they are the deciding points for whether or not a group is a gift, like is God Seekers yep. versus Pretenders or, or what have you. I agree. Plus, I just flat out like love the model. I feel like it's, it's super amazing. well executed. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, like, clean and, like, not overly designed, especially for something that large. I feel like it runs the tendency of, like, they could throw every little, like, like bit and bob on there. But uh, I think it's very sleek, um, like, understated, but in a very, like, profound, seems like over overstating it, but like... Uh, it, it but has be a, to be
0: very slashed over overstate it. Well, that's
3: true. Um, it, it, it's very stately on the battlefield. Even like the pose is like subdued but also like powerful mm. at the same time. I love it. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I would never... I'll never buy it because I would never be able to do it justice. Um, so. I know. I've, even
2: gray plastic? I
3: mean, yeah. You could totally do it in gray plastic. I, even that, I wouldn't do the mold lines right. Like
4: how <laughs> oh, cool that, that
3: model looks. Um, so that was also, uh, also my favorite. Though I, I would say just flat out a lot of the new stuff I think is very... Quintessentially Slanesh. I think they did a really good job, and it's almost a shame seeing how well they did the new models um, and not getting a lot of new mortal stuff because I would like to think I'd like to see some of that um, design. Uh, element yeah, the design that, that effectiveness uh, translated mm-hmm. to the the mortal side sort of things. Uh, David, what was your favorite?
1: I put down Shalaxi Hellbane, the Shalaxy. Uh, Hunter. It's oh a, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, as comes in the same kit as the Keeper of Secrets. What I what I like is uh, Slanish is like you know what you know what would be you know the the most you know you talk about obsession or the pinnacle the pinnacle of hunting is to hunt the most dangerous game <laughs> man J K it's bloodthirsters,
4: it's bloodthirsters. <laughs> who <laughs> thought who thought man <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, so gonna hunt bloodthirsters and so it's a combination of like man that would be like the the pinnacle of hunting, and it really tore corn off. If I <laughs> if I made this demon that was like just gonna go out there and kill some thirsters, um, and so for similar reasons, another great model. Um, there is a bit of story about how it's fought to a standstill against uh, Scarbrand Scar-Bran yeah. a couple times,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and they're they're interesting. They're pretty fun demon fights for like Scarbrand and is about to go down and he throws himself back into lava and he's so angry that it protects him from the lava or just, just like ridiculous over the top stuff but it's pretty fun um so yeah that was that was my one i did like uh for yours paul with the uh, uh contorted epitome uh-huh. the uh attendants of that mirror are selected specifically because they are the uh because they're able to tolerate each other's presence like yeah <laughs> Oh, we actually managed to find two demons that can hang out with each other for a little bit. Like, all right,
0: cool. <laughs> You're in. You have a job. They also need to do it in shifts, though. <laughs> uh, those
3: are some great models. Anyway, other cool ones that folks want to talk
2: about? Well, uh, the Mask. Ooh. Uh, where Shlaxi Hellbane is the favorite of Slimash and, like, has this, like, ultimate weapon, the Mask is the one cast out of his presence, so she's doomed to forever dance around. But, like, the way that that model has been designed really has forced that narrative forward i think um so that's a super cool uh little story just about how he slanesh was uh defeated and whereas every other time before the mask danced for him and and he was like oh this is amazing you're you're a great dancer this is fantastic when she danced for him when he was defeated she intended to show support but he just saw mocking and so he has now forced her to dance for eternity. And she just does this deathly dance and enraptures everyone around her, but can never go back.
3: Uh, so the, you're right, the model and the model is super cool and it has a lot of movement in it. But if you want to see it sort of in effect, it's actually a unit in the Realm Wars uh, like iOS or the mobile game. Um, and that's fun to sort of see her dance like down the battlefield. So it's, it's nice to see that particular special character like in motion yeah. um, uh, in a sort of a digital sense. It's really also
0: neat. Uh, if you go on the website and take a look at it and do the 360 view,
3: you can make her dance? That,
0: that's make her just
3: <laughs> spin, her, spin her around. Watch also, I think it's pronounced
0: Masque. Um, so, we should talk about Celeste. Do you want to talk about Celeste or do you want me to? No, I want you to because you brought it up. All right. So, Celesque, also, this is one of those where kind of left field, a new model that hadn't seen before, had never been mentioned before. It's kind
3: of hard to parse when you look at it, like just mm-hmm. like straight on. Yeah.
0: So, uh, there's uh, the model is this very large being, uh, male humanoid uh that was once human um and then on top of this model is a demonette a herald um and uh it is the combination of of two beings that have intertwined themselves so much that they uh just identify as a single being um and and there's so the story behind it is that uh, Esk was this warrior and fought in the gladiatoriums of, of Slaanesh and, uh, did so well or was doing quite well. And then, um, uh, Sil, what's her full name? Sill, Sil set her eyes upon him and, and again, uh, had this reputation of kind of falling in love with, uh, her, her uh, uh, the mortals that she was the, uh, muse of, um, but the two of them rose in favor and he ended up becoming a, a demon prince and and they again they kind of bonded so much that they just fight into battle um, so this is the second this is a second named character is the mask also a named character mm-hmm. so a third named character um, uh, but also a herald of Slanesh, and, and this may be another cool thing about the how Th- Slanesh is set up is that there's a lot of different heralds and which is kind of a cool that there's just these different again, as different types of flavor to your army. You know, Mm -hmm. you start with your Keeper's Secret and then you go towards, well, what heralds are a part of that? Mm -hmm. So
3: It's like the hero level from like 8th edition versus your lord level.
2: Yeah, Yeah. it feels
0: a lot like lieutenants.
2: Mm -hmm. So I want to go back to something, if you don't mind. Uh, One of the last stories I finally remembered uh, was it was set during the Necroquake and the the tidal wave of ghosts was coming across the land and uh, one of the... Demonet's of slanesh name was slishy like saw the tidal wave of ghosts and was like i can go faster than that and so like ran ahead and slaughtered entire villages but through her actions managed to save an entire like country because the ghosts ran out of steam because everybody was already dead yeah that was one of my favorite (laughs) stories It was awesome
4: it's pretty good
3: um so uh, a, a god for the people, uh, Slanesh and his followers. Yeah. So I mean, those are definitely some cool, uh, some, some of our favorite cool units um, out there. Now, does anybody have any other uh, points of interest that they want to talk about? Any other tidbits of the book that we uh, haven't touched on yet? The pictures in this book
2: are amazing. Ooh, tell me about the pictures on this audio medium. Well, it's just I mean, you you see everybody has seen this. Uh, greater demon miniature and just the posing and the the brand new terrain that they made for it they made uh, scratch temple terrain mm-hmm. it just looks absolutely fantastic uh it is cool to see scratch built terrain
4: yeah
2: in the battle tome primarily and mm-hmm. we saw it a little bit in the the gits where they had those mushrooms in the background but like we're starting to get into more than just what we have on the tabletop Sure. And that always makes me super excited to see people so into the miniatures that are coming out that they're going to build the new things from scratch in order to make them look amazing. Mm.
4: That's
2: cool. Yeah. So that's a super cool new thing.
0: I think for me, just reiterating the direction that they've taken Slaanesh and emphasizing the excess in all things, I think is a really great way to build a ton of depth and give you a chance to build Slanesh the way that appeals to you. Mm-hmm. um especially if if you know um hypersexuality is not your thing um you know being able to go towards um you know all these the the six sins um etc um and and elevating slanesh as a threat to the other gods because of that is super dynamic um as a a layer and a depth that I wasn't expecting and I think makes it all the better for putting out this book now to give us that a more concrete idea of who Slanesh is in the, in the realms. Um, and then like you said, setting it up for there's more to come.
1: Yeah. I mean, where I was assuming that this book would arrive with the, you know, when Slaanesh mm-hmm. broke free, it's more feels like, Hey, this is, we're going to, we're going to reintroduce this player. Like here's, here's, here's this person that, or this being or force in the mortal realms that, is about to be somebody, and you need to know something about them before we mm-hmm. actually make some big yep. moves.
2: Well, and I, I agree with that, and I'd like to just elaborate on that a little bit. This sounds like a you fundamental, have a foundational battle tome, as opposed to it necessarily an exploratory battle tome. Even though there's a different way of approaching the way that they talk about Slanesh, it very much seems like something that will be here and be able to be expanded upon in future battle tomes. If there's going to be a mortal one, if there's going to be a beast one, or something else that we don't know coming. Mm. This seems like a really good foundation to build upon in the future.
3: Sure, sure, sure. Uh, um, all right, a couple more questions and we'll get out of here. Um, so I want to start talking about um, any Black Library recommendations that we would want to ta- uh, bring up uh, for folks who want to read more about uh, slanesh. I'll lead with one. Uh, read uh, Black Pyramid not too long ago and that we do have a point-of-view character, uh, a slaneshi I I don't know, lord or whatever. And an actual immortal, which... Was we were sort of bemoaning the fact that there weren't wasn't that many uh, moral representation in this battle tome. Um, you can get it from the perspective of this of this guy in that book amongst a wide wide range of other uh, point of views. Um, by Josh Reynolds. So I think that's one of the maybe most thorough representations of slash in the in the lore. Does anybody else have any other ones they want? to...
1: Uh, if you're looking for a quick hit, I would recommend from the Call of Chaos. There was uh, Godless and by the horns. Mm-hmm. Those also are both from mortal champion perspectives mm-hmm. and they're pretty early on so it's it's not as informed i think at the time probably the writer didn't even have this new slanesh was missing but i thought it was great uh a great way to get a uh, real shot of flavor with a pretty minimal time investment sure, sure,
4: sure. Mm-hmm.
2: the uh the scourge of fate actually has a pretty sweet slanesh warlord in the Varenspire. Uh, so he has a castle surrounded by this wilderness, etc So that was, I thought that was actually one of the more enjoyable parts Literally of the narrative.
3: The last book I read and completely forgot about it. I don't <laughs> know how I, and it was pretty jarring. How did I forget that? Yeah. yeah. I guess it didn't touch your senses well enough. Oh, I, apparently, well, it did and it touched me in weird ways. Um, uh, there, I haven't actually read it, but I know that, uh, the garden of mortal delights just recently came out. It was an E short, um, honestly, just this past week or two, on um, this, this came out. With it's the Dryad? Yeah, with the Dryads, and, uh, but it's also from, the, it's a joint point uh, perspective, I think, from Slanesh as well, so maybe give that a, a look-see, uh, and if you read it and you like it, let me know, and maybe I'll pick it up as well. Um, and I see someone else wrote something else on here that I didn't write.
1: Oh, it was Lord of Undeath, oh. uh, which was a, a tie-in. It was the 10th book of the Realm Gate Wars. Um, it Seal actually reached Warner. back to, uh, I'm trying to remember, it was a uh, balance of power. I think may have had that, but uh, Slaanesh inv- invades the realm of death. So there's a there's a lord of chaos on a Slaanesh steed. Not a ton there. Uh, it's not the it's not the focal point of the book, and uh, kind of passes out of out of the spotlight um, before too long. Sure. But if you're looking to be completionist about your Slaanesh reading, you should include that in there.
3: Yeah. Not the same scope as like some of the corn books. I feel like there's a lot of corn out there. But you, if you wanted to read about Slaanesh, you got some options. Sure, um, in Black Library. We did have some listener questions, uh, not just some short ones, and I think we kind of touched on the answers, but at least I'll ask them. Uh, from Tristan Gray at Tristan Gray, he wanted to know all about the foreshadowing. So I feel like we talked about. Well, so
0: foreshadowing is when you tell a little bit of something that sure. uh, might be uh, copied later in form or style.
3: Was uh, the or foreshadowing part of the <laughs> light and shadow net Ooh. that was uh, trapping Slanish? It's more of a. It's also
0: when you take light. the numeral four and you put a light behind it.
2: Okay, gotcha.
3: So uh, I'm so asked,
1: I'm so sorry, at
3: Tristan Gray. <laughs> I'm not sorry. Tristan. A- asked and answered, Tristan. No, but I think we talked about. I'm looking forward. Uh, Slenish is tugging at those chains. Seems, mm-hmm. seems to be breaking. Marathi's ready for a fight. Teclis seems to be joining with her. Well, and uh,
2: Lake Lefis and Forbidden Power yeah. really seems to be tied into
3: the narrative right yep. now. Sticks.
4: Yep, Exactly. Sticks. So I think exactly. those are,
3: if you're if you're looking for places, keep your eyes out. Well, on and of course, also the Light Warriors from Teclis with yeah. the, the Spirits of Hish as well seems to be a foreshadowing. See? Si? Bueno. Um, Never Dead Ned. Ned uh, wants to know how uh, I'm paraphrasing what he said, but how effed everyone's gonna be when Slanesh uh, breaks free. Uh scale one to ten, how F do you think everyone's gonna be when Slanesh uh busts his chain? Six.
1: Yeah, I feel like six is the <laughs> obvious answer. That, you know? uh, <laughs> I think
3: we all agree. All agree is six. Um yeah, no, the the, the world's in trouble. Um you wanted to know about slake phrase. Um it honestly doesn't talk too much about them. I guess my short story with the Doom Bowl would yeah. be a slake fray. Um, is it
0: like a skateway?
1: I know I know in and we covered it some in the in our um, battle tome review of though the I don't know things.
3: if we talked about Slate phrase though we
1: we might not have their their deal is that uh, they're uh, really jealous of uh, of like beautiful artifacts or something and so so if you have a hero that has all this uh, great bling basically they're like oh gosh we want that we want that and they go and they're so savage about getting they rip it to shreds and they're so ashamed afterwards <laughs> and then they like oh god I gotta like hide my shame by. I, well, I'll go. I'll go get that guy. That guy's got some stuff too. And so they go. Uh, and so they It's kind of a um, a neat way of tying it. I do feel like you know. So there's a lot of um, bovine or bull uh, imagery that is tied in with Slanish, um, and so it does feel like you know Slanish Minotaurs are are a thing that kind of fits
3: yeah. uh, mm-hmm.
0: certainly visually very well, well. the
3: keeper is very bull-like for sure. sure. Bullish.
0: Well, and I was just we you know the the notable missing things here besides Slanish are. There's no mortals, not very many mortals in this book, and and there's not a way to uh, pull beastmen into th- this book, right? Well, with mm-hmm. the slake fray, you can. Oh, with this, and that's in okay. Because uh, the, the slake fray and the beast, it'll give them all the slanish keyword. Okay, cool. So similar to. But I was just wondering if there's something about her being in chains where she can easily, or you know, Slanesh being in chains that they more easily affect demons, but less able to influence the mortals and and beasts but sure.
3: Sure. and well, a, as an additional thought what I, I mentioned Black Pyramid from a Slaanesh perspective but there also is a Beastman perspective in that book that ties into the Slaanesh side of things and so maybe that's a little bit of flavor to see that the ju- uh, joint um, alignment between beasts and Slaanesh Paul wanted to say something? Well uh, just going to go back
2: to Never Dead and End's question about once to know how everyone is going to be
3: Again he didn't say that that was me, that was me I think it's a good paraphrase it, yeah. that's pretty good Um, especially because Slaanesh
2: is mentioned as circling the void even before he's caught Mm. by the Elven gods, right? Like, he seems to have a different kind of access to the Mortal Realms than the other three, or four Chaos gods, do, And, like, there's a lot of potential for a lot of terrible things to happen uh, because he is so insidious. I mean, like, it, you know, I don't know specifically how that would happen, but, like... You could easily see portions of every race be devoted to him, mm. right? Like narratively, it could be n- civil war,
3: except for the Deepkin, because they are explicitly n- not well. Uh, well, they're
2: only when they're in the deep. When they come out and they raid, they're no longer in the deep. They're no longer in that place of no emotion,
0: Balmer. But I think this. I think this puts a, a fine point on the Ideneth needing to finding those uh, secluded places that just. Death, you know the the sensory deprivation. sensory deprivation because they know what Slanesh is like. Sure, and so this book puts a uh, puts more nuance on mm-hmm. the Idaneth than we had before. Yeah, actually, that's good well. And
2: the other thing is that the the Sathborn went into the realm of shadow, right? The Adeneth went into sensory deprivation. Those who have been in Slanesh, like we have races who lived in Slanesh. And they are specifically said to be able to be taken by him again. Like basically, they have this permanent weakness in them. Sure. Um, and that, of course, is also is a huge plot thread that could be just destroyed.
3: Yeah, true. Um, back to the the concept of questions. Um, so the question, those are the questions we've been we've been asked. Hey, if you want your question to be aired uh, on the Moral Realms, um, just keep an eye out on our Twitter. Um, and no distinct amount of time before our next episode, we'll put a call out for any additional questions <laughs> for our next episode. But, so that means you need to be watching always. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys, let's let's close this out. Are there any other final thoughts, reviews, uh, uh, appreciations um, of, of this book that we want to cover?
1: Um, not going to dive into it, but I I did really enjoy. They talked about Slanish's realm, mm. the different circles and that sort of thing. I thought that was real interesting reading. Um, the book in the faction as a whole had sort of a it felt more strongly linked to like sort of a Judeo Christian idea of hell, right? Mm. Like it, that that felt more familiar than some of the stuff from the other chaos guys. Dante's
2: Inferno, well Dante's right, Inferno, yeah, exactly. like it's very much sure. turned out of that.
1: Um, so there's there's links throughout the book and 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 that's that's how i felt the book as a whole um i i enjoyed it there's some awesome stuff like some great miniatures came out uh it felt it felt like there's a big chunk missing which uh, maybe thematic i don't know but just uh you Was really it yeah you, you really got you got a better sense of some of the other chaos gods by seeing more of what their mortal followers looked like and did and that's that's basically absent in that mm-hmm. book in this book and they're they're certainly present in the in the fiction and that sort of thing and um, I I hope there's some follow up later that gives us more of that or you know I, I don't know exactly how they'd structure it but uh, I I keenly felt the absence of that I mean it wasn't just that they didn't introduce anything new they took away some existing things mm-hmm. like the, the you know Lord of Slanish on a demonic mountain and that sort of thing so um, we'll see how they address that and I get the practical considerations of that. And I guess the other thing is, um, it it feels a little tough to see that beautiful keeper of secrets, and then beside these, you know, these speed demon, you know, uh, hellstriders or secret Slash who are very some some very static models, and I just I would love to see what they could do if they mm-hmm. if they wanted to replace those, but I don't know if they will
2: next yeah. time. So yeah. to kind of expand upon that, what Davey is really pushing at is that it's all demons and hellstriders, like hellstriders is the only mortal... Unit in this book, sure. It feels like not a great inclusion because everything else is demons, yeah. And it makes it feel like there's a lot missing. If there was no Hellstriders in here, then it would feel like there is another book coming for slanesh Putting the Hellstriders in here, which is the only plastic human uh, Slenesh kit that we have right now, mm-hmm. um, feels like it might be a cap on that. Yeah. Uh, one would hope that it's not a cap on that because that's such a rich vein to mine.
1: When I, I feel like Celesc, uh, the the mortal mm-hmm. part of that or the, now the Demon Prince art of Celesque, is it was like a little glimpse of like, hey, here's what could be. Here's some really rad-looking models that could be coming.
4: Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> and that was my point earlier on holes in this, that when we do get Slaanesh released, there could be the ability sure. to combine that, that would be or great. kind of pull that all together mm-hmm. or get some new empowered stuff.
2: but mm. So what we're all saying is that we're, we're literally hungering for just a little bit more salivating, like salivating, perhaps maybe, uh, some, uh, slaves to darkness coming soon or something like that. Like, um, I think at least to me, that was something that was very much like, well, what's coming next. Yeah, This is the one battle tome that I read that I was like, all right, this is a really good battle tome. What's we're, going to happen next with Slaanesh? We're
0: probably, sh- you know, can be pretty positive that in Warcry we're going to get at least one warband that has a, a Slaanesh tint to it, mm-hmm. which could be kind of cool. I don't know. Does this snake one that came out have any kind of feel like that?
3: Well, they're more realm-specific as yeah. opposed to
0: Do they feel more? Specific. Okay. Yeah,
3: I don't know if they're touched is what, uh, what I would call them. but
2: yeah. That makes sense.
3: Uh, but hey, G-Deb, we want more. Yeah, like true followers of of slanesh.
0: All Um, you can eat, even yeah, like buffet. Give us a buffet of slanesh.
2: But as far as the lore is concerned, uh, I I really enjoyed the lore. I really enjoyed the
0: stories. I thought it was well thought out. I just really missing that mortal element. Yeah, I wanna I wanna break down like I want a map of the the cage, the sixty six chains, and then down the road, like what each of like the keys to each of them, the secrets to each of those sixty six. Like I mean, it's just super interesting story. A fantastic kind of lich lich pin to this story
4: yeah.
0: like they don't have to go into that depth obviously I, it was just a smart no, they move. must
3: actually they would make for cool like battle plans right for like 66 battle plans where each one like one of your goals is to, like break us the chain. <laughs> anyways i think it's a cool book i don't have anything else to add that it, people haven't already said i wish there were more mortals um and i think that's it let's end her there
0: it's time for our reforging The sigmar willing we'll be back soon like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. Anything you can do, will spread the word of Sigmar farther than we can on our own. Chat with us anytime about your thoughts on Twitter, at TheMortalRealms.
1: You can get me a at Red underscore Z. You
0: can find me at, at DosAsos.
3: You can find me at Shark.
0: And you can find me at Stone Monk gamer. You can listen to more episodes of the story phase, campaign phase, scrying phase, and what the hecks, as well as hobby content on www.themortalrealms.com.
3: Do you just know, reading this book.
2: Do you know why they're at odds with Corn? No. Do you know? I would love to hear why. Because Slanesh was number in six and Corn's is seven.
3: What? Seven,
2: eight, nine. Corn's eight. Is he eight? I'm oh, to
3: cut Failed. that one
4: out too. No, so leave excited. that in. So-